Welcome to Book It Mania! Welcome to Book It, a wrestling podcast where we book and revisit your favorite wrestling storylines. I'm your commissioner, High Five Mike, and today I have your GMs, Damone, D-Money, Allen. Hey! Lil Fudge? What the fuck was that? <laughs> I, don't, I, I didn't think of a better comeback before. <laughs> I usually have a witty thing to say. Oh yeah, acknowledge me as your you future double, the dream. Your future double <laughs> Book It Boy of the Year. He uh. fell right into what Travis normally does. Calls out whatever the fuck you say. <laughs> uh, and bad guy Kenny. Book, book. <laughs> <laughs> no, give you book. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are disgusted today. Do better. Uh, <laughs> Start this shit over. <laughs> no, we are not running this back. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Book It. This week, we are going to continue on our final shows for uh book adverse to the tacky book adverse i know it's been a few weeks since we've done one but i hope you enjoy the other content we had the last couple weeks um and today is going to be demone and i and we are doing nsw presents wrestle mania yeah they mentioned i was on the jericho cruise oh and they did you could do yeah. that at the end yeah, yeah it was really fun i'll talk about it <laughs> Uh, John was on the Jericho cruise. He didn't get anybody from the Jericho cruise to come on, though. Not yet, not yet. I gotta pick with Jericho, though. Big things coming. Stay tuned. If, if you could have got Jericho on here, man, that would have been great. By the way, did you know Britt Baker is a dentist? No, I, I, <laughs> I yeah, never she pulled that. one of my teeth on the boat, actually. And and John went on the <laughs> Jericho cruise. <laughs> I'm about to be talking about that shit every week. <laughs> I cannot find the beginning of this fucking pay-per-view. Um, Scroll to the top. I is it? Did you erase everything? I erased everything else because we don't need that shit. Erase I like to look back. I was gonna look. Cards. I I would have liked to keep that. We can get you. Can the fuck you mean? We can control. We <laughs> <laughs> can control. Erase that later. shit. <laughs> it was giving, it I think all of that was giving me an anxiety. Anyway. I understand that, but I let. I wanted to look back at that one day. Goddamn. <laughs> did you um, really? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I get sentimental, man. I, in like five years, I've been really nostalgic, but like, man, I'm going to go back and read the first book at verse and the second book at verse. By that time, we'll be on like book at verse 20. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't be mad at it. I was just looking at my uh, my first book at verse pay-per-view and it was oh, it was so beautiful. It was you so beautiful. Man. Oh, I thought you were going to say bad because it was. Oh, no, mine uh, was. My, I, hey, wait, 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 wait. Like was board, isn't it? I must say that shit killed. All of our first book at first don't count. That's not canon. No, 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 no. I count my shit. I, my shit it's because I won. It's not canon. Oh. It's because we didn't know what we were doing back then. We did. I did. did. I did. Like, <laughs> I did. Like when a band puts out like their first single, and then like ten years later, they're like, "Hey, Fuck that. shit's don't fucking fire!" Though think about the Wonder Years, where their first shit was good and everything else was ass. That was me. Um. All right. So we're gonna start with WrestleMania. Uh, me first. Yeah, I was gonna say you're and going first. I it just did it that way. Um, and we're gonna start with 
uh, there's just going to be a video package that's explaining all of it, you know, how they do. And then we're going to go into the pre-show. Um, and so probably it, we're going to say maybe halfway into the pre-show after it's playing back all the video packages, uh, we get our first match, which is the uh, Million Dollar Battle Royale. Uh, Vince and Booker T announced that again this year, NSW proudly presents the Million Dollar Battle Royale. Royale? Royal? Battle Royale. 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 I'm going to keep changing the way I say it. Uh, anyway, uh, anyone Royale. can enter the, and the winner wins a million dollars. Victory Royale for $19 Fortnite card. <laughs> v bucks, five, five dollars right there. Leading up to the match, each person announces their intention to enter. Brian Pillman Jr. says he's going to enter, but gets cut off by Scott Steiner, who says that while technically Pillman is eligible, he should think about it. He's going to be in the ring with Hall of Famers like Edge, Macho Man Randy Savage. Um. Uh, there's going to be absolute killers like Umaga, Moxley, Rikishi, and more importantly, a genetic freak like himself. And there, then there's you, Pillman. You don't belong in that match. Pillman says, yeah, my resume doesn't match up to those men, but this is an opportunity of a lifetime, a chance to not only win a lot of money, but to show that I belong. Scott says, that's the problem. You don't belong, just like your father. If you, you enter that match, you're going to end up just like him. Dead. Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. And even if it's he wins... Steiner. He said some wild shit. Even if he win, wins, your crackhead mom will probably steal the money anyways. Wow. Pillman loses his temper and hits Steiner and sends him over the ropes. Later that night, it's announced that the following week it will be Steiner versus Pillman, with the winner entering the Battle Royale last and the loser entering first. Pillman holds his own for the most in the match, and it looks like he's going to win. Then Steiner rolls him up and puts his feet on the rope for the win. After the match, Steiner attacks Pillman and makes him tap to the Steiner recliner. Pillman will now enter at number one. The week of WrestleMania, Steiner is interviewed by Jimmy Hart and cuts a promo. Scott Steiner, <clears throat> oh, Scott Steiner says, you know, they say all men are created equal. But you look at me and you look at Brian Pillman Jr. And you can see that statement is not true. See, normally if you go one-on-one -on -one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. <laughs> not this. But I'm a genetic freak and I'm not normal. So you got a 25% chance at best at beating me. Then you added being a battle royale to the mix. Your chances of winning drastically. Winning drastically go down. It's See, the drastic go down. <laughs> it is drastic, yeah, drastic go down. Oh, it is it's drastic go down. I just yeah, watched that earlier. Too. Oh, okay. down. Chance of winning drastic go down. <laughs> See the battle royale at WrestleMania. You got a chance of winning, but I I got one out of twenty one chance of winning because Rikishi knows he can't beat me and he's not even going to try. So Pillman, you take it. your one of twenty one minus my twenty five percent chance. <laughs> and you got negative nineteen percent chance of winning at WrestleMania. For this? <laughs> but then you take my seventy-five percent chance of winning 
if we was to go one on one and then add 85 to the two third percent, I got 160, two third chance of winning at WrestleMania. See, Brian, the numbers percent. don't lie. And they spell disaster for you at Mania. I don't know whether that's going to be a tax or a stipend, and I need time to think about um, it. <laughs> Uh, and then women surround Big Papa Pump because that's how Big Papa Pump do. Um, <laughs> uh, so the participants of the Battle Royal are Umaga, Scott Hall, William Regal, Rikishi, Goldust, Brian Pillman Jr., Luchasaurus, Kid Cash, Amazing Red, Edge, Moxley, Jushin Thunder Liger, Jeff Jarrett, Macho Man, Ultimo Dragon, Adam Cole, Bully Ray, Big Show. Kevin asked Too Cold, Scorpio, Scott Steiner, and Shane McMahon. Damn, that is a pretty star-studded one. That's far. That's far. That's far. The match starts with two men, and every minute a new person comes out. The first is Brian Pillman Jr., then Umaga, who beats beats on Pillman but can't quite eliminate him. The last enter to the match is de uh, debuting Big Papa Pump, uh, Scott first, Steiner. Just to clarify. It, he's, this is his first match. first match in the company. We get down to Brian Pillman Jr. and Scott Steiner, Umaga, and Rikishi. Umaga and Rikishi have worked together to eliminate a majority of the participants. Umaga picks up Pillman Jr. from the ground and throws him into the shoulders of Rikishi, who uh, hits a Samoan drop. We did go through the whole battle royal. I need to point that out because Good. that is <laughs> too fucking much. This is right. not a Travis show. Uh, I'm not going bell to bell in a fucking battle royal. Right. Uh, Umaga and Rikishi have worked together to eliminate the majority of participants. Umaga picks up Pillman Jr. from the ground and throws him onto the shoulders of Rikishi, who hits a Samoan drop. Immediately after Steiner tells them it's my turn and hits a Steiner screwdriver, as Rikishi and Umaga are taunting the crowd at opposite sides of the ring, Scott Steiner comes from behind and throws out Rikishi. Rikishi is pissed and tries to re-enter the match, but the refs stop him and tell him he needs to go to the back. Umaga turns around and goes to attack Steiner, but Steiner counters with a belly-to-belly overhead suplex. Oh, sorry. Uh, Steiner then grabs Umaga by the head, but Umaga pushes him away and hits a super kick. Umaga then Irish whips Steiner into the corner and hits a back hip thrust in the corner, but as he turns around, he gets hit with a flying forearm by Pillman Jr. that wobbles Umaga. He tries to shake it off, but Pillman lays in with a series of forearms that sends Umaga against ropes. Pillman gets ahead of steam and goes for another forearm smash, but Umaga counters with a super kick that levels Pillman. Steiner gets up and hits a running clothesline on Umaga, sending him over the top rope, but he lands on the apron. Steiner and Umaga start exchanging blows. Umaga gets the upper hand, but as he goes back in the ring, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, sorry, guys. I'm sorry for anyone out there listening. You probably just yawned too. Um, as he goes to get back in the ring over the top rope, Pillman dropkicks Umaga, setting him to the floor, eliminating Umaga. The refs try to stop Umaga, but he throws them to the side and attack Pillman's. Pillman's? Steiner picks up uh, Pillman by the head and throws him over the top rope, but he skins the cat. And only one foot hit. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's what he cat. says as he skins the cat. <laughs> like, there will be no my, cat skinning. My there. cat literally heard, he heard that and then he jumped onto my keyboard, walked across the keys, and everything got like a thousand times bigger. 
He's like, there will be no cat skinning. You know, <laughs> He's like, no. And now I can't find the match. Hold on. Skin the cat with the move. Are you tired? Tired of those other energy drinks hitting you with a short burst of jittery energy, followed by a crash that leaves you with less energy than you had before? Well, fear not, because Ray's energy drinks are specifically formulated to get you going without making you jittery and keeps you from crashing. With zero sugars, zero calories, and better caffeine than a cup of coffee, Ray's energy drinks are the number one growing energy drink on the market. With flavors like Baja Lime, Sour Gummy Worm, Guava Mango, and Strawberry Colada, Ray's has some of the best tasting energy drinks available. You can get a case of Ray's right now by going to repsports.com and using promo code T1THREE when you check out to take 15% off of your next order. That's promo code T1THREE for 15% off your next order of better, tastier energy. All right, I'm sorry, Kenny. I pressed that as you're like before you started talking. I, <laughs> I was like, "What?" Like, go. That's really so go ahead and ask that, your like, question. The cat works the, for us now. <laughs> like, I was gonna say, skinning the cat is that the move when they try to always whip them in the corner and they kind of like do like like a half flip and then they come back no, around. It's when like they, they hang they, on to the rope. Yeah, when they yeah. like get thrown over and they're hanging on to the and they're rope, holding on. They're just, yeah, and just like the one foot touches, but the other one doesn't, and then they pull themselves back in. Okay. Okay. So I remember, like, I remember hearing that name back in the day. I just can't remember what it was. Yeah, they're both Shawn Michaels isms. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so I just had it. Cider gets up. Where the fuck did it go? It's down a little bit. I can see where you are. Yeah, uh, let's just go. I'm just gonna pick a spot. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Let's go from there. Uh, Steiner and Umaga start exchanging blows. Umaga gets the upper hand, but as he goes to get. Back in the ring over the top rope, uh, Pillman drop kicks Umaga, setting him to the floor, eliminating Umaga. The refs try to stop Umaga, but he throws him to the side and attacks Pillman. Steiner picks up Pillman by the head and throws him over the top rope, but he skins the cat and only one foot hits the ground. Found it. Uh, Steiner is celebrating and realizes the match isn't over. Steiner grabs Pillman as he enters the ring again and hits a released German suplex and poses by kissing his bicep. Uh, he starts to mock Pillman. God damn it. This cat now shit in... <laughs> and it smells fucking terrible. This cat is working for oh, us. This Ruin cat. that show. He's Stir that motherfucking today. pot. Stir that motherfucking shit. Um, Stir that motherfucking pot. He, he starts to mock Pillman. Uh... Who tries to punch Steiner in his abs, but he is worn down from standing, uh, from staring, starting, <laughs> from starting at one. Steiner Did he then like gorilla moan when he punched the ab, like. <laughs> then gorilla presses Pillman and te- uh, teases that he's gonna throw him out. Pillman manages to wiggle out, uh, though, and he hits a sli- uh, sleeping hero German suplex out of desperation. Pillman waits for Scott to get to his feet and goes for dying promise. Uh, arms, uh, which is an arm tied neck, neck breaker, but uh, Scott counters with a hard right Irish whip and then a Frankensteiner. Scott grabs Pillman and tries to lawn dart him out, but uh, Brian grabs the rope at the last second and uses Scott's momentum. <gasps> Fuck! Against him, uh, a la Rocket Big Joe, and Scott goes over the top rope and is eliminated. 
The winner of the match is Brian Pillman as Pat McAfee enters the ring and hands Pillman an oversized check for $1 million and a trophy. Brian dedicates the win to his dad and says that this is just the beginning. And then we go back into video packages. Okay. I'll start this one off. Um, I'm giving it a 3.25. Wasn't really much to it. Like, well, I mean, we already knew Brian Pillman was going to win. And then you got the whole, <laughs> the whole Scott Steiner thing. <laughs> oh, because we, I mean, we, we've heard that before. It was funny, but it was, uh, it was taken. So, <laughs> well, so, in this universe, it hasn't been. Yeah. First time also, did it. I redid the Damn, math. I'm about to, I'm about to also, get all these promos. I, I also redid the math. Damn, yeah, no, 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 I, I didn't know y'all put a fraction in a percent. <laughs> y'all said like two thirds percent, something like that, which makes it even like, better. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, yeah. oh no, Brian Pillman had a negative percentage at one point. Yeah, yeah, there's a yeah. negative percent. I was, I was reading it, I was like, what? Wait a minute, <laughs> if they can run that back. back. If they can run that back, we can run back the pipe bomb with no docky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's the thing fuck the pipe bomb. <laughs> mm. There you are, Stone Cold Steve Austin laying there as uncomfortably as you possibly can. You could have done that, but you what? wasted it. <laughs> one of these, one of those promos are a good promo, and the other one's CM Punk. Oh, shut up. Sure. Um, <laughs> uh, John, where are you giving it? Um, so I, I'm going to be in the same ballpark as Kenny, so I'll give my like notes then my number. Um, the few promos that did exist aside from the Steiner math were pretty generic and Skyner, Steiner's heat cheap. Sorry, Steiner's heat was cheap. Um, I do appreciate All the math cheap. reference. All good he is cheap. Shut up. I disagree. <laughs> uh, most people, I, I don't like this. I do appreciate you not doing the Travis route of the battle royal, not doing everybody's elimination, but I think a few spots from the other people would have been nice. Because you well, got people who completely had a lot of talent in that match, and I had to sit through Scott Steiner, Brian Pillman Jr., Rukishi, and Umaga. That's gonna be the worst part of the match well, by a the, lot. You had Edge, Shane McMahon, and Too all these Scorpio. other people. Too they did Scorpio. all that. They all got eliminated. Well, to be, yeah, yeah. But to be a few fair. spots from them would have made the match better to our knowledge. But you gave us the worst part of the match in detail, and then in none the of end. the good parts. Well to, well, to be fair, the most important parts of a battle royal are the first two entrants in the end. The I understand. Technically, really matter. I understand, but a few spots of the people who are more talented than the people. Uh, you think have. about the spots hey, these people do normally do. Think about the spots these people normally do in a battle royale, and then repeat it because that's what it would have been. Let's not <laughs> act like it was anything. This motherfucker, copy and paste this whole show battle royale. <laughs> Mike loving that cut and paste today. <laughs> uh, um, so I, I would have liked to feel a little bit more that like, like bro, you had Edge in the a world title match, like wasn't it last show? And he didn't no, even like two get, shows ago. Two shows two ago. Shows he didn't ago, even get Edge. It... Um and then yeah, the small bit of wrestling you did have wasn't very good. And the last bit, I'm not gonna dock for this, but this is I think was it you guys that did a kind of a Pillman feud, or was it that in the singles? He did a first? he did a Pillman the first week. It was the yeah. first the, month. He hasn't okay. really done anything. He since. hasn't done anything. So it was it y'all that did him and Cody? 
It was us. Yeah, him versus yeah. Cody. Okay, so it makes a little bit more sense in this universe. I was thinking those were separate book at verses. I was like, God no. damn, why are people pushing this guy where there's like no reason? Uh, because I don't hate Brian Pillman Jr., but like, you know, I kind of mentioned this when people were talking shit about Kendrick. Kendrick's proven he can do the things I'm making him do, and I know everything goes perfect in a book at verse. But there's no evidence Brian Pillman can cut these promos and have these top tier matches yet. Uh, but I'm not going to dock you for that. It's, it's a pre-show fast. match. Let's 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 <laughs> let's. Wait, this man just did get a million not, dollars. We're not he putting him in the main the, event. He's the, not in the, the world moves, championship. To be fair, all the moves I get, we gave him our moves. He does also. We'd be building him. We'd be building him to become like a I understand. Right, man. he's starting from the bottom. We didn't start him from the top. Now he's here. I understand. I'm just saying. I'm just like, man, I just don't get it yet, based on real life stuff. But I'm not going to dock you for that. Okay. Um, I'm going to end this at a. I'm going to end it at a three. I think I, it was I the definition of mid. It had yeah, redeeming qualities that. that were probably there, assumed, but just as you guys got me with the, you know, don't leave it to the gist. Don't assume. Y'all okay. kind of did that, so I'm going to give you the same rating you gave me about which is number three. That's fine, we'll take it. Um, okay, so we're gonna. Ha- so you have the rest of the video pa- pa- uh, packages, you know, the typical pre-show stuff. So we're gonna get into the main card now. So the main card is going to start off with the uh, an Ultimate X match for the cruiserweight title. Right. So we're gonna have Hangman Adam Page. He's the champion. He comes out and he cuts a promo on Dynasty saying that. Another one bites the dust. Once again, he proved that he's the best cruiserweight in the world. There's not a cruiserweight in that locker room who can hang with him. And at this rate, none of them deserve to have a title match at WrestleMania. So at WrestleMania, don't expect a cruiserweight title match um, as you hear the crowd like rain down booze. Um, as he's going to leave the ring, Booker T, who's the general, one of the general managers, comes out and says, that's not how things work here in NSW. If you have a title here, you will defend it, especially at the biggest show of the year. Booker T points out that Paige has defeated two of the best cruiserweights in the world, Jungle Boy and Kidman, but he used underhanded tactics to do it. Paige says that he did what he had to do to win. Booker T says he gets that, but every action has a reaction, and because of that, Paige will be defending the title at Mania against Jungle Boy and Kidman at Mania. But... This is the show of shows, so he's going to up the ante, and he's going to let Paige prove he really is the best cruiserweight in the world. In a match with no limits, an Ultimate X match. Paige goes crazy, like, doing, like, no, 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 like, you can't do that to me. Um, Later on, Paige talks to Jimmy Hart and says that this isn't fair and that Booker T is trying to screw him out of the title, but it won't work. He will ride into WrestleMania as champion and will leave no doubt to who really is the best in the world. Um, the following week, it's announced that Paige, Jungle Boy, and Kidman are all locks for the Ultimate X. The other three spots will be t- determined in qualifying matches with Cody Rhodes uh, facing Ultimo Dragon, Jimmy Wang Yang facing Jushin Thunder Liger, and Juventud Guerrera facing Kid Cash. Jim, Cody beats Jim. Ultimate... Cody beats uh, Ultimo Dragon after Dragon misses a course through Moonsaw and he hits a crossroads. Jimmy Wang Yang and Liger have a great back and forth, but Wang wins with a cowboy cutter, which is Let's like the Del, which is like the Salida del Sol. And Hoovy uses a juicy driver or not juicy, Hoovy driver, <laughs> juicy driver, juicy, juicy driver, driver <laughs> to defeat Kid Cash. Yuck! I like <laughs> that next, better. 
<laughs> the next week, Jimmy Wang Yang cuts a promo saying that this is the biggest opportunity of his career. He will give everything he has to win the title. Wang talks about how guys who look like him don't usually get the title shots. So he's going to win and show that anybody can be champion if they put the work in. Cody cuts him off and says he too knows what it's like to be discriminated against. His wife is black and his child is biracial, so he gets it. But Jimmy, unfortunately, isn't good enough to win the title and represent the common man. But he is. Cody gets in the ring with Yang and talks about how he's the son of the son of a plumber. But Yang tells him to shut the heck up. Cody isn't the common man. He's a spoiled. (laughs) Does he say (laughs) heck? He definitely says heck. It's Jimmy Wayne. <laughs> yeah. You just got a point for that. You just got a point for that. Shut the uh, heck up. Yep. <laughs> He's a spoiled rich kid who pretends he knows what it's like to struggle. Out next comes Hoovy, who says he doesn't care about the common man. All he cares about is winning the title and again proving why he is the juice. Um, Jungle Boy comes out and says that he was this close. To winning the title and that will drive him to victory at mania page then comes out and says he's confused to why all these losers are out here claiming anything common man rich man it doesn't matter you will all fall to the hangman suddenly billy kidman um who's been out of action appears Can you sing at that song <laughs> who appears appears at the top of the apron and he goes right after hangman but this starts a brawl between everyone in the ring the baby faces manage to clear the ring, but all go to grab the title at once that was on the mat at the same time, and they start like talking trash to each other. Um, by the way, if you can't figure out who the baby faces are, it's Jungle Boy, Jimmy Wang Yang, and Kidman. Um, so Booker T announces that the next week, which is the week of WrestleMania, there will be a three-on-three match with all six men. So Paige, Hoovy, and Cody are on one team. Jungle Boy, Yang, and a returning Kidman on the are on the other. The match ends in the new no contest when it just turns into an all-out brawl between all six competitors. Cody manages to get a hold of a chair and he manages to lay everyone out, ending the segment with a crossroads on the chair on Yang. Then he holds the title over his head. So this is the actual match itself. Um, for this, this is a tribute to Kenny. We did something. So Billy Kidman comes out first wearing a tank top, ribs taped, and jeans and uh, jean shorts. Y'all gotta <laughs> let this man have another outfit. He's getting stinky. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that same <laughs> ass tank top. <laughs> That's the best Billy Kidman. <laughs> out, out next is Jungle Boy uh, on Luchasaurus's shoulders, wearing black trunks with leopard print on the side. Luchasaurus high fives uh, Jungle Boy, then heads to the back. Up next is Hoovy, who is wearing white pants with juice written on the side in green letters, sunglasses, and a black bandana with white water droplets. Um, he's also sporting a crucifix neck uh, chain. Out next is Jimmy Wang Yang wearing in honor white of tank- CBW's match, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy out next is Jimmy Wang Yang wearing a white tank top, jeans, his cowboy hat, and his cowboy boots. Also the same tank top, also stinky. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next is Cody Rhodes with blonde hair, wearing like that Captain America fit he had that one time, uh. made him super obnoxious. Um, with red and white, uh, red, white, and blue pants with the American flag on them. Who's Out dressed like this? Cody. Cody Rhodes. Cody, okay. Yeah. Um, 
last is Hangman Adam Page. Page comes out on a black horse wearing a black vest with a black bandana and the rope around his neck. Um, so they all enter the ring after our objection what? to the attires is that black vest Jimmy Wang Gang is supreme. <laughs> <laughs> Um, after Howard Finkel announces all the competitor, the bell rings and Paige immediately tries to climb up, um, uh, one of the structures. So you, if you've ever seen ultimate X, there's like each turnbuckle, I guess, has like the structure for the ultimate, yeah, yeah. like the climb. Um, so he tries to climb up one of them immediately, but they all pull him down. They take like shots at him, um, until he falls and he rolls out of the ring. So I'm not going to go spot for spot because that'd be fuck. We'd be here forever. I'm not Travis. So, but I'm going <laughs> to give you the, ma- I'm going to give you the big spots. There you go. So jungle boy is hanging from the X counter. Uh, it's hanging from the X and it's countered into a power bomb attempt, or I'm sorry, it's hanging from the X and he managed to counter a power bomb attempt by Cody into a tilt world head scissors. Uh, Cody hits a disaster kick on Kidman to knock him off the X. Um, Hooventude hits a 450 off the top of the beam on the Adam Page. Uh, Brian, or not Brian, I almost said Brian Pillman. Uh, Billy Kidman drop kicks Jungle Boy off the X when he's close to pulling down the title. Jimmy Wang Yang hits a springboard Yang time on Hoovy. Um, Adam Page hits a moonsault fallaway slam on Yang off the beam. Billy Kidman hits a suicide dive on Paige and Cody, who are fighting on the outside at the same time. Uh, Jimmy Wang Yang hits a springboard moonsault to the outside on Kidman and Jungle Boy. Hangman Page German suplexes Jimmy Wang Yang and the, um, then follows it up with a buckshot lariat. Uh, Cody pulls Hoovy down from the X and onto his shoulder and then hits an Alabama slam. Uh, Jungle Boy... Uh, hits a swinging neckbreaker off the beam on Page. Uh, Hoovy springboard drop kicks Kidman off the X. Uh, Jimmy Wang Yang hits a corkscrew 450 splash through a table on the outside on on Cody. Um, Billy Kidman tightrope. Uh, he like tightrope walks on top of the X because we have like the ropes, not the like when it was just the beam. It's the actual ropes. So he does like a tightrope, like kind of run walk, um, into a shooting star press on into a shooting star press on Hoovy, who's down below. Um, Hangman counters a um, a jungle Bo- jungle boy tries to do a reverse Rana, um, and Hangman hits a a dead eye on the ramp. Um, Cody has Kidman up for a vertebraker, but as he goes to hit it, Jimmy Wang Yang hits him with a spinning heel kick. Uh, Billy P- uh, Kidman uh, pulls down Yang into a BK bomb, which is like a sit-out uh, power bomb. Jimmy uh, Hoovy hits an avalanche Hoovy driver on on Wang. Jungle Boy um, pulls down Kidman into a running sit-out power bomb. Um, Page hits a buckshot lariat on Cody with a beer bottle. Um, which is reminiscent of what he did to Billy Kidman. So the final sequence is uh, we're going to go to that. So um, the only two men that are standing are Wang and Jungle Boy who make their way to the title. Like they're on opposite sides and they work their way to the title. Like great, like kind of crawl, like not crawling, but like they great, they get up there and like 
grapevine their legs and like slide across racing to get there first. But they both arrive there at the same time. Um, they're both taking shots at each other, like hitting each other in like the ribs and stuff. But neither man can get the other man to fall. Um, they both have their hand on the title and they loosen it and it starts to like it's dangling, but they're both holding on to it. Um, out of nowhere, Hangman springboards and manages to grab the title in midair and yank it and falls to the ground with the title. So the winner of the Ultimate X and still NSW Cruiserweight Champion is Hangman Adam Page. He rolls out of the ring and sits at the top of the ramp exhausted, but smiling knowing he escaped with the title. Uh, I'm about ready. I got a number and my notes ready. Um, So I'm going to have very few problems with this. I'm going to start with those and then get to the good stuff. Okay. Um, If you guys have really earned that title, I give you all called double standard wrestling. Because if y'all are the kings of anything, it is roasting me for something and then doing it. Let me (laughs) explain. Remember when on my main event last show, or our main event, excuse me, um, when y'all said, wow, you had Brian Kendrick, Chris Jericho, and Kurt Angle again in the same match. <laughs> y'all, y'all done did basically that exact same so shit. So you're time. getting mad at us for putting the cruiserweights in the cruiserweight division in a cruiserweight match. Got it. Yeah. No. I, people yeah, that are in the title picture are in the title picture so during Jericho the cruiserweight and match. And you're Kurt mad. Angle weren't in the title picture. They clearly were in the title match before. I don't think I dinged you for that. Y'all did. Y'all did. Don't worry. Don't worry. I keep notes. Story. Anyway, it was probably just Travis. <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if, it, if it was just Travis, sorry, but um, uh, I, I'll own my L if it was just Travis. I'll listen back, but I swear it was y'all. Um, if that's not a huge thing, um, but y'all did do that. Um, the promo started off kind of generic, but they got better with each one and each person that came out. So overall, the promos came out good. They started off, I was like, mm, this is pretty mid, and then it got better. Um, I loved the use of Cody in it. Um, however, the match was really good. I think the wrong man won because I saw a better opportunity on the face side of things and on the heel side of things. Uh, I thought Jimmy Wang Yang really established himself as a good baby face. And I love Jimmy <laughs> Wang Yang. Obviously. I knew it! I, the way knew you it. Can look, I the, said it! The way you can look at it is Jimmy Wang Yang, with that, with that performance... He's proven himself that he right. could possibly hang and yeah. so, go for a push later for the cruiserweight title. But now on the heel side, on the heel side, Cody. Cody's Cody's got way more heat for me than Adam Page does at this point. Adam Page just be retaining that title. Cody is so painfully <laughs> I mean, not Page self-aware. <laughs> I like Adam Page is a fighting champion right now. So. I understand, but that's just not as good of a heel as Cody being like I too have witnessed oppression as a gamer. <laughs> like, you know, like, I don't know. Like he's like they criticize me for for being a, a gamer and having a black wife, and you know what I mean. Like he could really just milk that shit and just be as uh, unself aware as he is. Uh, and but the amazing. only issue I see with that doing that right away mm-hmm. would be you'd end up with heel versus heel because obviously Page, Cody yeah. would end right. Up we got to get it on the face before we so, can. Yeah, Our yeah. thought process would be that Yang, because of his performance, and because like him and Jungle Boy were like so close to winning it, we'd mm. probably do like a number one contender or Yang a four, wins. or a four way next. Yeah, and then have Yang win the title, 
and like the sense. next pay per view. So, um, with all those small things in, that's still a four point two five. It's still a hey, great match. I like that. I liked it quite a bit. You had good people in it. You had good matches. You had good spots, and your story was good. Just a few minor things. And if I and if I find out that it was Travis who said that, I'll up it to a four point five. Uh, you can't do that. I thought we already ruled we're not allowed to do that. Oh, do we? Well, yeah. I was saying that in advance, but if not, then uh, I'll, I'll give us the four point five. <laughs> I don't know about that, Skip. Because <laughs> if y'all said that, shit, how about how about you? you how goes, about you do it at four? You do a four point three, five, four, I'll give you a four point three. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. All right. If, Kenny, if the glove don't fit, you must quit. <laughs> All right, Kenny. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this now. The match was fire. I will give you all that. The match was fire. <laughs> I did not like the builds, and I feel like this is a tribute show because <laughs> we're getting reused <laughs> promos. <laughs> so I'm not gonna ding you too much for that. I just hey, gave which you promo a... was reused. Uh, I forgot oh, the biracial thing. Yeah, yeah, it was that. That one, was yeah. more of a parody, I'll say, of like the reaction to his. Promotion. Yeah, I'm yeah, just saying exactly. we got we got that, and we got the uh, Scott Steiner one so far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's, there's, that one was to verbatim. Be fair, to be fair, <laughs> yeah, that one was verbatim. But to be but, fair, the Cody one, he never specifically said I was oppressed or anything. I added that because I picture Cody being like that's would be the best. That's what AEW should do is have Cody be like. <laughs> Uh, he thinks he's such a big baby face, but he's not. Yeah, they're already but, doing but, that. We're just working. But like I said, suit. but like I said, I didn't ding you too much for it. Um, but I think the match is what saved because, like I said, I wasn't really a fan of the promos and the build and everything. But I thought the actual match was fire. So I thought the match was a five. I would say the book, the bills were like a two. So I gave y'all a solid four. <laughs> That's a solid cool. four. I'll take that. We'll take it. We'll take it. All right. So me now. All right, so the next the next match I'm not gonna read the uh, who's in it. I'm gonna read the read it and it'll we'll get it. Uh, yeah. Ever since Lashley lost it, uh, lost Hell in a Cell for the title, Lashley has done what he could to show the world what he's worth. Weeks after Hell in a Cell, uh, he took on every opponent thrown at him, uh, making sure to capitalize on his opportunity. But due to Lashley not being aligned with any of the main powers, he got left in the dust. Unable to make any sort of impact, Lashley goes on a warpath. After every match, Lashley starts to attack his opponents with weapons, even using the environment around him to his to his advantage. Chairs, tables, steel steps, and even the bell. On uh, Dynasty, Lashley is having a match against Goldust. Lashley is dominating Goldust. Uh, Lashley spears him and puts him uh, oh, yeah. in a Lashley hurt lock. dominating Goldust. Oh, yeah. Uh, after Goldust is on the mat, passed out, Lashley goes to grab a chair that one of the ring crews is sitting in. He throws the crew member off the chair to take it. Lashley brings the chair back in and starts to wail on Goldust while screaming, Do you notice me now, huh? Do you notice me now? Uh, suddenly the lights dim and the Tron goes on. How do you like me now? <laughs> uh, a video package starts to play on the screen you see a match that happened a year prior to, uh, right before Mania it shows Lashley in the ring with Muhammad Hassan uh, Hassan is going for a camel clutch when Lashley breaks free and throws Hassan to the outside of the ring Lashley then goes to the outside and picks up Hassan uh, and starts to punch his head over and over and over again until Hassan couldn't stand on his own then Lashley clears off the announce table and picks up Hassan 
and uses a Dominator onto a table. Lashley doesn't stop there. Lashley picks up Hassan again and does a running power slam into the steel steps. The ref rings the bell and it cuts to Hassan getting pulled up the ramp on a stretcher. Suddenly, Lashley is seen running to the stretcher and flipping it with Hassan strapped to it. The clip ends with the final blow of Lashley holding Hassan over his head while standing on the stage, then throwing Hassan off the stage onto tables at the bottom. It cuts back to Lashley watching the Tron with a huge smile, chuckling. He grabs a mic. Are we showing my greatest hits? That's just proof that I'm the greatest superstar in this damn company. Goldust is still in the ring and he starts to get up, but Lashley stomps on him and says, Stay down, bitch. Then suddenly, Mohammed Hassan's music hits as he runs down the ramp and he slides into the ring, taking Lashley by surprise and spears Lashley. Followed by a barrage of right and left punches, Lashley rolls out of the ring and regains his composure while holding his head and abs. Muhammad is in the ring, staring at him while Hassan, uh, or staring at him while holding the top rope. Hassan is screaming at Lashley, "Let's go! You want some of this?" Lashley slinks to the back while pointing and holding his head and talking shit. Muhammad, who has been out for the last year, is now looking at the crowd. He smiles and put his arms up. Before Muhammad was injured by the hands of Lashley, he was on his way uh, to a World Heavyweight Championship shot in the near future. All of that got derailed. The next week on Dynasty, Muhammad comes to the ring. He gets a mic and goes to talk, but the crowd is on fire. They're chanting, welcome back. Welcome back. Hassan goes to speak, but is choked up. Finally, he speaks. One year ago, I was put on the shelf. I was told that I may never be able to wrestle again. I was told my neck was broken in three places and I may be paralyzed. But here I am. I fought, I scraped, and worked every day to get back here to show the NSW universe that I mean business. I came back for all of you. I came back to prove that I can't be stopped or put on a shelf. I'm ready to get back on top. Now there's something I have to take care of. His name is Bobby Lashley. Lashley, while I was gone sitting... With the order, the sequence of words. All right, hold on, hold on. I am ready to get back on Bobby top. Bobby Lashley. All right, hold on. I gotta take care of Bobby Lashley. I can't wait to get back on top. Hold on. I am ready to get back <laughs> on top. Now there is something I have to take care of. His name is Bobby Lashley. Lashley, while I was gone, sitting in the hospital, working in rehab, I watched you. You lost every chance you had at the title. Was it worth taking me out? Because now you're out here begging for a match at Dynasty. Now, no one cares about Bobby Lashley, do they? Was it worth it? Uh, did I read that part? Yeah, you did. Oh, uh, what did it take me out to accomplish if you can't? Oh, what did it take me out to accomplish if you can't even win the big one? But Lashley, you don't have to beg for a match at WrestleMania. Booker T has made the, the match. Bobby Lashley. Versus <laughs> versus Mohammed Hassan at WrestleMania. And this time, I will walk out victorious. The next week, Hassan is seen walking backstage to his locker room uh, when Lashley attacks Hassan. He beats Hassan down and tries to injure his neck, or his neck again. Hassan is able to fight back uh, and the two brawl. This results in Lashley picking up Hassan and throwing him into a big TV screen and catering. Um... Security comes out and breaks up Lashley from Hassan. Booker T comes out and tells Lashley that he's banned from the arena tonight and forfeits his match that night. Uh, when the commercial comes back on, uh, comes back in, 
it shows a replay from during the break. Hassan is carried away on a stretcher and outside as they put him on the ambulance. Lashley comes out of nowhere and beats up the medics and pulls Hassan off the ambulance and off the stretcher. Lashley continues beating Hassan and throws him into the side of the ambulance, then stands over his lifeless body. The final week before Mania, Bobby Lashley comes out to talk. He says that it doesn't look like Hassan will be making it to Mania after all. He says, I put his ass on the shelf once again. That is what you, that is what you get for messing with the almighty Lashley. He laughs and suddenly Hassan's music hits and he is seen on the Tron. He says, Lashley, last week you tried once again to end my career, but that won't be happening. Well, I am not cleared this week. I guarantee you, at WrestleMania, I will be ready to go. I will prove that you cannot keep me down, and even if it almost kills me, you will get what's coming to you. Lashley throws the microphone on the ground in the ring, and he grabs the top ropes and starts screaming at the Tron. Um, so for the match, lightning strikes and thunder fills the arena. Out comes the almighty Bobby Lashley wearing black trunks, elbow pads, knee pads, and headband. Out next is Muhammad Hassan. Hassan comes out wearing red and green trunks. Hassan gets into the ring and immediately goes after Lashley with punches before the ref can ring the bell. Lashley manages to push him off momentarily and then goes to the outside. But Hassan doesn't let up and comes out of the ring and goes after Lashley on the outside. Hassan tries to Irish whip Lashley into the steps, but Lashley overpowers him and counters it into an overhead. Belly-to-belly belly suplex. Lashley throws Hassan into the ring, and the ref rings the bell. Lashley lands hard kicks to Hassan on the ground and works on his surgically uh, repaired neck. Lashley picks up Hassan at Irish and whips Hassan into the corner and hits his shoulder blocks into the, rib, into the ribs. Uh, Lashley then pulls Hassan out of the corner and locks in a dragon sleeper. Hassan is appearing to fade, but manages to fight his way out of the hold. Hassan goes for an inside cradle, but only gets a two count. Lashley's knee, Lashley knees Hassan in the gut and hits a delayed vertical suplex, then goes for the pin. Hassan kicks out a two. Lashley then signals that he's going for the spear, but Hassan moves out of the way and hits a back suplex backbreaker. Hassan goes for the pin, but Lashley throws him off at one. Hassan is shocked momentarily, but immediately goes back after Lashley and mounts him and lands hard punches and elbows. Again, Lashley is able to use his power to push Hassan off, but as Hassan goes after him again, Lashley gets up and hits a spear. Lashley goes for the pin, but Hassan kicks out a two. Lashley picks up Hassan, and does a military press into a fallaway slam. Hassan kicks out again at two. Lashley then Irish whips Hassan and hits a thrust spine buster that drops Hassan on his neck and is no and is in noticeable pain. The ref goes to check on him and gets between him and Lashley to see if he's okay. Lashley throws the ref to the side and goes after Hassan anyways and lands hard kicks to the head of and neck of Hassan. Lashley then picks up Hassan and hits an exploder suplex and mocks, and mocks him, and the crowd, uh, as the ref checks on Hassan again. The ref uh, asks Hassan if he wants to continue, and he says yes, but he's visibly hurt. As he gets up, Lashley locks in the hurt lock, and his ragdoll 
ragdolling Hassan, but he refuses to tap, but it's fading. The ref puts his arm up to check, and the first two times the arm goes down, but on the third, Hassan's arm stays up, and the last second he manages to hit a jumping jawbreaker on Lashley. Hassan then follows up with a snap suplex, followed by a pin attempt, but Lashley kicks out at two. Hassan signals that he is going for the camel clutch, but Lashley manages to use his strength to fit him uh, to get him off. Um, the two men trade punches with Lashley, getting the advantage and going for the dominator, but Hassan manages to counter it into a redemption story, which is a reverse STO. Hassan goes for the pin and gets gets it one, two, three. That's the match. I'll let Kenny go first if he's ready. All right. Um, the story was good on this one. Yes. Um, yeah, the story was really good on this one. It's predictable on the win. So I'm not going to do you guys dirty because uh, the ending was predictable. I mean, we saw it coming. But I feel like as a fan, we we would che- we'll be cheering for him to win because this is like his comeback, kind of like how yeah. Edge. Kind of like Edge. Sure. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. I'm I got two numbers in my head. They're both high numbers. Don't don't think it's bad. Um I'll take the, the higher. Right. Give me the higher. I'm one. trying to I'm trying to give those motherfuckers the lower one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm gonna go with the higher one. I I got I got a four point five. That's what I'm at. Four point five. Yeah, because I didn't think it wasn't really too many negatives. I mean, I think the only negatives for for would become for me just the actual match itself because Muhammad Hassan, as much as I like Muhammad Hassan, his moveset is very limited. <laughs> like he, his moveset is very, very limited. And same with Bobby. But I don't know. I don't really have too many negatives besides that. So, yeah, um, I gave you guys a 4.5. I have Appreciate a kind of that. similar thoughts to Kenny. Um, I only have a couple of small things with the story. I wish that the beatdown had been mentioned ever before. I know it wasn't like too relevant <laughs> to the other storylines. Which, story which beatdown? Like, uh, the very oh, initial well, one where Lashley beat the hell out of him. Well, that was I mean, it was a year ago. Why would it be? I mean, it was a year ago. And wait, so this is all over the last four months. So, right? so the the last the video package that you first saw, of, yeah, you know that Lashley beat up Hassan. That yeah. was a year ago. So, how much before the first show was that? That would have been. No, about it would have been about eight, eight months. months. Eight okay, months. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, about eight months. That makes so, sense. At that point, Hassan has he been was out. on. He was injured. Like he's he's been in rehab. Like that's yeah. And Lashley's been doing stuff outside of worrying about you. Hassan. That makes sense. So you guys uh, never used him, right? No. no. Okay. This is this was his day. This was his debut match back. This was his you know Return. redemption story. Um, the promos were okay. Um, I like that Hassan is the baby face. As he always should have been. Yes, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I was worried about that. He I'm was actually. Pushing... I, I, I forgot to say that. I meant to give you guys props for that too. Like you guys didn't go the 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 basic not like I'm not a terrorist route. Like like I yeah, I did yeah. like I, I did like that. Y'all did something different with his character. I'm I meant so to say that glad too. that was, he was always was the baby face. On. Mustafa Ali is currently the baby face, but they try to do this thing. Where they try to make Middle Eastern people standing up for themselves in the heels, and I think that's bullshit. Oh yeah, Bobby or Muhammad Hassan was always the face. We were the heels. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Vincent, man, if you're watching this, please, please <laughs> give, please give Middle Eastern people a new finisher. Please, every finisher does not have to be a camel clutch <laughs> for Middle Eastern. Give them a new gimmick too. 
That's yeah, why well, I didn't have him hit the use. Like he tried to use it, but he didn't. So he used his other finisher, which they, is, uh, took which away I the named the redemption from three. Mustafa. So he's just using a regular four fifty now. Uh, so even then, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, don't do this to Mustafa Ali. Make him a baby face. Come on. Um, I like that they roasted Lashley for being a choke artist. Um, I did feel like this match needed a stipulation because, like Kenny mentioned, the move sets are limited, and there's some fucking boiling blood in this feud. Like, as severe as you said the injuries were, I don't think that gets settled with a wrist lock or a fucking master <laughs> lock. You know what I mean? I think that's like fucking barbed wire and tacks. That, that's that's that kind putting, of feud. This man just came back. We're not putting him through <laughs> barbed wire and tacks. But wouldn't he want to fuck Lashley up? You don't want to put him in a wrist lock. <laughs> he, wants to beat, he wants to beat Lashley. Crucifixion also, match. That's not what it gets too far. CB Dunk. We don't own the rights to it. Get him the ca- the we don't either. We don't have the about that. Now. We, we stay within the parameters. I didn't even think about that. We were supposed to stay in the parameters when we drafted. Um, so um, I'm, I might draft crucifixion for the random. <laughs> the fucking uh, cat and nine tails for it. Um, but I actually do I mean, think I mean. that. Um, yeah, I thought that that match needed a stip. Even if it was just a regular notice qualification, a few chair shots and a table would have done it justice, even an announced table spot. Um, and I was actually, unlike Kenny thinking it was predictable, I thought Lashley might win for a minute there. I was like, oh, don't fuck this up and make Lashley win. Mm-hmm. I really thought you were going to do it. So you, you kind of mm-hmm. had me there with like the pass out. Um, I'm going to give it a four. Um, there's a few small things that could have been better. It would have gotten the four five if it had a stipulation. Or you, okay. it actually would have been a five if you got the stipulation. But it, it okay. needed that. The, the wrestling would have been too limited without it. And it was a blood feud. You got to give me some blood. Come on. Like, no, it's okay. What, what was I'm the number you gave it? This is four. Oh, he gave it four. I, this is the match I was most worried about. No, here's the match I'm most worried about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't fucking wait. <laughs> is, it, is it Cena and Sting? Sting versus John <laughs> Cena. Yeah, on this. You know what we said? You guys said you didn't want it. We said fuck yeah. You get it anyway. I was gonna say, look, we've been we've been waiting. I've been waiting to see how you're gonna end this. All right, give me this shit. The the night after, put that coleslaw on my plate. It's like like ripping off a bandaid. It's like ah, finally get. Let's go. I'm ready. Like Zane said, fuck your extra bread. You get extra coleslaw. The night after blood and guts, Cena does a pre-recorded interview with Tony Schiavone, and Tony asks Cena why he turned on Sting. Cena says, "See Tony, I'm a winner." About that, Sting. I did. That's a loser. We don't get along because one of us, only one of us, is meant to be the best. And that's me, the true goat. Then Tony asks Cena if Sting and him were ever truly friends. Cena responds, friends, never. He was nothing more than a pawn. I used him to get what I wanted, and when he was nowhere use, I got rid of him. Shivani asks if Cena was uh, thinks Sting will try to retaliate. Cena says, it doesn't matter what Sting does. He knows I'm better than him. I'll make him have another nervous breakdown and send his crazy ass back to the nut house. Cena, <laughs> uh, or suddenly the screen freezes and then Drunk starts. Bars, to, Mike. <laughs> suddenly the screen freezes and then starts to look as if the film started starts to melt. Uh, you know, like that bubbly, you know, effect where like the burning, yeah, film. burning film. Um. <laughs> 
So uh, I'm ready for this, man. <laughs> I'm ready. And then um and the film started to melt, and then when and then it disappeared from the screen, and all that's left is static. On the screen, we see a scorpion logo appear, and then the screen's screen goes black, and then back to the announced team looking bewildered. Tony then says the holy. <laughs> To, uh, Tony then says he doesn't know what that was, but we will figure it out and then uh, takes the show to a commercial break. I have no clue where the Scorpion logo came from. Who could it be? Uh, the following week, Cena's having a match as he goes to hit the FU uh, a loud woo! Oh, I love that you call it the FUW. Uh, sounds, sound fills the arena. Cena looks around but sees no one. As he is distracted... Uh, he gets rolled up by Goldust for the win. After the match, Cena attacks Goldust, but then Sting appears in the ring by a re- by repelling from the rafters. His fist, his face paint is still done up, similar to uh, Surfer Sting, but it's black and white instead of like colorful Sting. There's a picture of it if you want to see it. I will send it to you. Um, uh, yeah, because the Surfer Sting paint is different, noticeably different than the um. Crow Sting or Black and White Sting, Normal Sting, or the Sting he's been for the last 20 years. If you want to find that picture, Damone, we can try to show them. Um, and if you're not, if you're listening to the audio version, watch the video version and you'll know what the fuck we're talking about. We're live every Tuesday. Um, his uh, face paint is still done up like Surfer Sting, but it's in black and white instead of colorful, and Sting is wearing all black. Cena stares at Sting and then goes for a right hand. Sting blocks and Cena and kicks Cena in the gut. Cena falls back and is on his ass as he uh, backs up, holding his hand up to Sting uh, to stop attacking. He then screams at him to remember how they were friends. Sting then pulls a bat off of his back and raises it to Cena, but then the lights go out and Sting is gone, leaving Cena in the corner with scorpions now in front of him and crawling on Cena. Cena jumps up and gets out of the ring while shaking off any scorpions left on him. The following week, Cena comes out to the ring and calls out Sting. Cena says that Sting is a coward and that he can't hide forever. If uh, Sting question. was... Sorry, sorry to yes. interrupt. Uh, did John Cena eat those scorpions on TikTok? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um... Cena no. <laughs> comes out to the ring and calls out Sting. Cena says that's that Sting uh, uh, calls out Sting. Cena says that Sting is a coward and that he can't hide forever. If Sting was man enough, he would fight John Cena at WrestleMania. A video on the Tron starts and Sting is standing there holding a scorpion in his hand. He looks into the camera and says, "I thought you would never ask, John." Uh, and then it then it goes goes out. The last week before Mania, Sting agreed to do an in-ring interview with Tony Giovanni. Tony asks about what happened to the interview tape with Cena, and Sting looks at Tony, then then at the crowd, and says, accidents happen. Tony asks Sting what he thinks of Cena, saying that they were never friends. Sting replies, friends is a relative term. I thought we were friends, but it was all a lie. I don't like liars. Suddenly, a cameraman that was in the background drops his camera and attacks Sting. McAfee then exclaims, That's no cameraman! That's John Cena! (laughs) (laughs) By the way, credit to Mike for saying McAfee's name correctly. How did he always say it before? McAfee. 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 (laughs) Uh, As Cena 
stomps on Sting. He picks up Sting by the hair and yells in his face. He then takes Sting's face and bounces it off the turnbuckle. He then picks Sting up and throws him out of the ring. Cena follows and takes everything off the Spanish announce table and sets Sting up for Nephew. Sting fights back, but overpowers Cena, but Cena overpowers him and FU Sting through the table. We are then left on Cena's face as he stares down at Sting. He stands over Sting and yells uh, more obscenities and does the you can't see me as we fade out. By the way, real quick, Mike, before you um, do the match, I'm just going to share my screen real quick. Um, hold on. Uh, can you guys see it? I don't know if you can see it. It's, it's not... What do you? I don't know what it's. That's not the right one. There's one yeah, I just I don't saw know where it was like, it's like it was like this, like the nose yeah, and like, mouth were were, uh, were exposed, but everything else was white. Yeah, like, talking about that one. Okay, yeah, I just saw like, that. Yeah, showed it. So, yeah, little, but, opposed to the surface thing, which is like down and like the mouth is. It's not the one that looks like the crow. Yeah, like at all. Look it up, people. Yeah, I, was, I was gonna say I saw when you had the picture pulled up. I saw when you first there's, had it. There's a there's one that we that we found that we that I was basing it off of, and now I can't find it. But that's okay. Um. Uh, so the match. Oh, by the way, this is in New York City. So, out comes Cena first, uh, wearing yeah, a Boston Red me. Sox, but wearing a Boston Red Sox jersey, jean shorts, and a pair of custom Red Sox Yeezys. Please let him rap. Cena tells the camera that it's time to send him back to the loony bin and runs to the ring over a rain of booze. Out next is Sting, who comes out to the ring with his face painted black and white. Sting is wearing all black gear. Sting is carrying a baseball bat and walks to the ring slowly and slides into the ring. He points the bat at Cena, then he throws the bat out of the ring, smiles and yells, It's showtime! Then uh, the ref... Uh, rings the bell and two former teammates get into each other's faces and start talking back and forth. Cena throws the first shot, but Sting then ducks under under and grabs Cena and puts him into position for a death drop. But Cena manages to get out of the out of out to the ropes to break the hold. Jesus Christ! Uh, Cena puts himself in between the ropes. When Cena gets closer uh, to force the uh, rep Sting gets closer. What? I don't Cena understand that. Put, C- Cena puts himself in between the ropes when Sting gets closer to force the rep to get Sting to get back. The yeah. ref. Oh, it's his rep. Yes. So, oh, sorry, was, ref. That's fine. All right. Some, some shit. I like that. Cena then rakes Sting's eyes when he gets closer to him, followed with a running one hand bulldog. Cena goes for the pin, but Sting kicks out. Cena then picks up Sting, Irish whips him, and then hits a Luthez press and lands hard shots. Cena then sits up Sting and hits a throwback running neck snap, uh, which is a running neck snap. Sting kicks out a two. Cena begins mocking Sting and smacks him upside his head. Sting then stands straight up and catches Cena's next punch attempt. Sting lands several hard punches, Iris whips Cena and and hits a standing drop kick. Cena rolls out of the ring. Cena then comes flying over the top Sting. rope with a suicide. Oh, uh, Sting then comes 
flying over the rope with a suicide dive. Sting hits his hits Cena's chest. Sting then grabs Cena and throws him back into the ring. Cena is on his feet but wobbly. Sting gets into the ring and Irish rips Irish whips Cena, then hits a stinger splash on Cena. Then he lifts Cena up again and hits another splash. He then drags Cena to the middle of the ring and locks up locks in the Scorpion Deathlock. Cena manages to drag himself to the bottom rope to break the hold. Cena grabs his knee and uh, the ref checks on him, but as Sting comes close to grab Cena, Cena hits a drop toe hold that sends Sting throat first into the ropes. Cena follows up from behind, grabs Sting, and hits a scorpion death drop and goes for the pin, but Sting kicks out a two. Cena then waits for Sting to get up and hits an emerald flow. Flosion. Flosion. What is that? It's pretty Flosion. much like a. It's like an Oklahoma slam, but like it kind of releases them different. It turns into like a uh, reverse DDT in the air. If I'm thinking of it, if I'm thinking of the right one, there's a, there's an Emerald Flosion. There's an Emerald Fusion. That's what I'm trying to make sure I got the right one. Um, yeah. give me one second. Follow, I usually write down what it is, so but I'm keep going. Do. I'll tell you what it Followed is. Followed with another pin, but Sting kicks out. Cena Irish whips Sting and goes for a Stinger Splash, but Sting moves at the last second, causing Cena to go chest first into the turnbuckle. Sting then gets Cena on his shoulder and hits an FU. Cena gets his foot on the bottom rope. Sting tries again to lock in a Scorpion Deathlock, but Cena fights him off and, and transitions to an STFU. Sting is in pain as Cena has it locked in deep and wrenching back uh, as hard as he can. Sting manages to drag himself to the ropes uh, to break the count. Cena holds on till four. Cena waits for Sting to get up, then hits a spinning hip toss, then sets up five knuckle shuffle and hits it. Did you get it at the bone? Yeah, I sent it in the chat. Oh, it's I saw, pretty. I saw it. Yeah, it's like an over, like it's like an overhead throw in. To uh, yeah. um, like a side slam. Uh, Cena sets up the FU, but Sting manages to counter it and hit hits a snap DDT. Both men are down. They exchange shots as they both work their way to their feet. Cena gets the upper hand, Irish whips Sting, and hits running shoulder blocks. He then goes to the top rope and hits a diving leg drop, but only gets a two count. Cena signals that it's time to end it and goes for an FU and hits it. Cena covers Sting, but it doesn't hook the legs, and Sting gets the shoulder up at the very last second. Uh, Pat and Tony talk about how no one has ever kicked out of an FU in NSW history. Cena is in disbelief. Cena picks up Sting again and puts him um, on the top turnbuckle. He then puts Sting in position for an avalanche FU, for an avalanche FU, but Sting manages to fight back and push Cena down. Sting then hits a flying crossbody, but Cena rolls through and puts Sting onto his shoulder for another FU. But Sting slides down the back of Cena and hits a scorpion death drop. Sting is exhausted, but goes down, uh, but does get one arm over Cena for the one, two, three. That's it. <clears throat> I know I have, a, I have a note. I don't have a number yet, 
So I'm just going to kind of work this out of my, I didn't get to write anything down because I just, my brain was kind of blank throughout it. Like I didn't have like a feeling that came to mind. Um, the promos did feel like a B movie. I'm not sure if I liked or hated that. <laughs> like, this there whole is... thing has been a B movie. What the fuck do you mean? <laughs> <by that? laughs> well, you're, I mean, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't, I wasn't sure what to expect going in, and I still don't know what I feel like. Um, the match wasn't terrible. There wasn't anything egregious this time, as with the other Cena Sting things going on. I'll give you that. Um, nothing egregious happened. Missed opportunity to have Cena rapping because you kind of like blue balled us with like him coming out with like the jersey <laughs> and all that. We would have had to write a rap, so yeah. I don't think like ten roasts with Enzo Amore on his show. Commit to the bit, right? I, I wrote like a whole like religious war. Did you really want to? Did you really want me and Mike writing a rap? <laughs> yes, for John Cena. Yes, I do. Yes, I fucking do. <laughs> we sneak Paul the sweaty. That. So this thing's mom's spaghetti's on a sweater already. <laughs> I want I want y'all to write that so bad. Bring back Mike's uh, Juggalo rap days. Cena's <laughs> uh, dropping an end an end bomb. No, dropping the end bomb. John Cena on TMZ for saying the N word. N S W. That's what the N stands for. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I could say it. <laughs> but no, uh, hmm, where do I leave with this? I got the the moves are pretty okay. There's a lot of okay stuff. Some stuff that I was like, uh. My, okay, I got a quick question for I because yes. I got a number in my head. But when he brought the scorpions out, was this supposed to be supernatural, or did he just actually bring scorpions out? It's super natural. It's however you wanted to, uh, however you feel it should like, be. It's not like he interpreted. Like, no, I like for some people, it'll be supernatural. Some people, it wouldn't be. Like, it's kayfabe. It's however deep you want to believe in, in kayfabe. In kayfabe, it's supernatural. So that, that, there's, there's a reason why I asked. That's why there's a reason why I was asking that. Okay, so, in, so it, it, it does affect your school. Yes. It sounds I like thought he actually brought them out, so we both have a different <laughs> idea of this, apparently. Um, Kenny, do you have a number in your head? I don't. I have. I do have a number. And like I said, whether whether or not that she was supernatural You go first, because I don't want to overshoot. I want to okay. see where so the basically, room at. I'm not going to say... I w- it wasn't bad for the end of the feud. It, it had a lot of... It was, you talk about ups and downs. It had a lot of ups and downs on this feud. But um, I feel like y'all went the right right direction at the end. But I think with the actual match, you know I'm not really a fan of many event wrestling like that. So their movesets, in my opinion, they're kind of weird. Add a step. Add a step. <laughs> well, I don't like the cow adding the, a step to everything. That's the thing. I, I do feel you on that, but, but with something like that. <laughs> like, like, but the last I do agree with John though. For the last two matches, those needed stipulations because, especially with these are considered, these are considered blood feuds. So I mean, had, I mean, we had a battle royale. We had an, an uh, ultimate X. Hey, we got more. It's WrestleMania. Too. Pull out every stop. Who cares? No, no, no I, I do. I do hear you on that. I do hear you on that. But the thing is, mm-hmm. like with these two matches, these are matches where, in my opinion, this is a match where you would end with a cage match. 
Maybe. We don't own it. <laughs> so somebody took the cage match? I'm going to say this in that I yeah, would never sure. be mad at a pay-per-view in real life if they decided that every match was going to have a wild-ass stipulation. In I fact, would make a pay-per-view specific. That. I would have made one of the lesser pay-per-views that if we were going to do it. Yeah, we were trying to stay into the confines of the like the stipulations we drafted outside of like multi-man right. matches. That's yeah. the thing is we the did Battle Royal, I guess is the, I understand, but, but I say public domain is public domain. That's what I've been doing. That we weren't doing, we weren't doing anything that we didn't draft. So I thought we did that because, because uh, I mean, we've all, we've all technically done it. We've all, we yeah, I thought that public domain was fair use. The Battle yeah, like, Royal, I let, guess would be the ex- exception. Yeah, true. Yeah, so so I well, that's that's the only thing I would I'm dinging it on is right. is the fact that you know I feel like it should have had well I guess that's the only thing I'm dinging it on but um that should have ended in the actual like some gimmick match I feel like especially with with that going on it was a then you got in my opinion yeah it, it was um so I feel like it should have been something some some wild especially with Sting acting up the way he was I feel like. He should have. It should have been some kind of weird. Should have had a rap him. battle and then put Scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I'm gonna say that, and then, like I said, their moves are very limited. But I will say this is the more positive part of the feud. And um, what's other thing I was about to say? The the, the supernatural part. The, I didn't like that because the fact that, in my opinion, he wasn't supernatural at all before. Well, that's this. the thing is, I like, wrote it that it wasn't supernatural. Like yeah. I said. I wrote it like it wasn't supernatural. I'll let Mike because he repelled down. He didn't appear. He repelled down. True, he didn't repel down. And it, I'll, I, let, I'll defer to Mike on that one. That, that was wrote this. when he, he said wrote it was supernatural. Part. I was confused. Right. right. Okay. So, so he, yeah, let, he brought the that's he brought the the scorpions. He's not. He, he went to Arizona. He scooped them up in a bag and brought. Them. But that's that's He's the thing though, because like if he had a box of scorpions, whatever, whatever he did. And just dumped him on or whatever he did. Then it's like, okay, that's kind of fucked up. But it's like, okay. But if he's just like doing this wild shit and scorpions yeah, pop no, up, I'm he's like, scorpion what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> he scorpions on him. Like he had a box of scorpions. He left the scorpions. <laughs> there was no there was, that shit. This is it. This he this he is not our supernatural. Yeah, I'll defer the mic on that one. That's my bad. The Undertaker was to pop off yeah. with some Shadow for, Clone Jutsu so, in this match because that this was Mike's right. Like I'll let, I'll defer to that because that was his story. So since it's not supernatural, it did raise your score. So I because I was gonna give you a tax on that because the fact that he wasn't supernatural all this time, and randomly he just decided to be supernatural out of nowhere. Um, but since that didn't happen, it did raise your score. So I get it went from a three point seven five to a four. Because that was one of the bigger things, but Look, that didn't. I'll take it. for fucking okay. Cena Sting. I'll fucking take it any day. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad right. you said that because that's way nicer than I was thinking. I didn't want to overshoot. Um, I didn't hate this either, and I agree with most of what Kenny said, and I supplied with what some of what Kenny said. Um, so I'm not gonna spend too much time on it. Um, I thought that he was a little generous, not to be the ass. So I'm not gonna Travis you on it. Um, but. We're not gonna pretend this was a clinic, like <laughs> in storytelling or the match. Like I'm not gonna pretend that I don't like compared to other stuff I've given in the four range, like your Ultimate X. I'm not gonna pretend it's close to that because it's not. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna watch an Ultimate X match and I'm gonna be thrilled. I'm gonna be having a fun time. I'll be a little bit mad about who won, but I'll enjoy myself. This I was like, you know, it, 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 I was entertained, but 
I wish we would have got Cena staying back in the like somehow. Like that would have been a, such a fucking fun match to watch. <laughs> I'm gonna give this a So close. 3.5. I'll go 3.5. We'll take, take it. it. We'll I'll take it. We got a, fucking... we got a one. We'll take it. I was torn between a three and a 3.5 because, like, it was very mid. But you guys did take some risks, and I had to give some reward for that. That's, and, and that's what I did, too, because I feel like they took, in my opinion, because I think John Cena and Sting together the match would be boring, in my opinion. I think that would be boring. But they did make make me interested in what was going to happen in the match. So that's yeah. why I get, That's why I went up to a solid four, because they y'all actually had me interested. I appreciate it. Who was the thought when we started this Cena Sting? <laughs> <laughs> I was banking on a, we were still going to get a 1.5. Like, <laughs> Oh, that was the hardest thing for me to write. Well, Travis hasn't. Hey, He's y'all caught right. me. Y'all caught me in a good mood today. I'm like, you get a three, you get a four. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. Keep them coming. Yeah. Um, am I doing this one or are you? You're doing this one. Okay. You're doing um, this one, and you're doing the next one. Okay. Because that's okay. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so right you're fine. This, so this is going to be a fatal four way for the NSW tag team titles. So we're going to get to the build. So Seth and Ciampa, they won the titles. They come out to the ring, and Seth grabs a mic. Uh, Seth puts it, uh, grabs the mic. He looks over the Ciampa and then loudly exclaims, Told you so! Ha 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 The classic obnoxious South, uh, Seth laugh. We told all of you that we were going the end, the era of smoke and mirrors. Halloween is over, kid- kiddos. But what will never end is two of the greatest wrestlers in the history of this business joining together to become the tag team champions. We will not back down from anyone. Then the lights go out and a red light comes on the stage area. Black and Lee appear on the stage and then the lights go back on. Uh, Black has a mic and he says, the only reason you two won the titles is because our former mentor, The Undertaker, Bray, is going to bury him in the ground where he belongs. As far as you two, we are going to reclaim our tag titles tonight. Lee and Black are close to winning the match. They have the re- automatic rematch when Seth intentionally gets himself disqualified with a low blow to Black to retain the titles. The following week, Seth and Ciampa are on an episode of Miz TV. They start talking about how they are the best tag team in the world. Uh, Miz raises his hand during Seth's boasting. Seth, Seth, Ted and I went back and forth looking at your titles. We clearly see controversy about how those titles, those matches ended. Seth and Ciampa look at each other, then back to Miz and say, look, look here, Mike. All that matters at the end of the day is that we are still the champions. DiBiase then walks over to Miz and asks for the mic. Miz hands it to Ted and says, then you would have no problem putting those titles up, would you? Maybe the Miz and myself should be the next challenges for the tag titles. What have you got to lose? Seth and Ciampa, they don't know about all that. DiBiase then says, everybody has a price and has one, and has one of the, like, the workers pass a note over to Ciampa. 
Champa whispers to Seth, whose eyes light up. Seth then, um, upon deeper thought, Seth then says, upon deeper, deeper thought, we are honored to announce that at WrestleMania, it will be Seth Rollins and Champa versus the Million Dollar Studios or Million Dollar Studio for the NSW tag team titles. Uh, the next week, Gable and Nakamura go one on one with Million Dollar Studio, and they actually get the win when Gable hits DiBiase with a chaos theory. Later in the night, Gable and Nakamura go into Vince's office and they say they just beat the number one contenders for the titles, so they should be added to the match. Uh, Seth and Ciampa go to the come into the office and say, "No, we've beaten Gable and Nakamura before, um, so they shouldn't be added to anything." Gable asks Ciampa what was written on that paper from Ted. Vince tells them, uh, "Don't don't answer that," and for Nakamura and Gable to get the hell out of his office. <laughs> the following week, Lee and Black come out and say they were screwed out of their rightful rematch. Uh, hold on one second. The, the coward Seth got himself disqualified, and now the Million Dollar Studio is buying their way into a title match. They will le not leave this ring until they are added to the tag match at WrestleMania. Vince comes out and says, that he gets why they're upset, but they will not be added to the tag match. Gable and Nakamura come out next and say that they should be added to the tag match because they already beat, they just beat the number one contenders. Vince says, no, no, no. But then Lee grabs Vince by the throat and begins to choke him. Out comes Seth, Ciampa, Miz, and DiBiase who overtake Lee in black. But Nakamura and Gable join in and even the odds and throw the heels out of the ring with Vince. Booker T comes out and says, Vince, I'm ashamed of you. You must have forgotten that because I'm co-commissioner. I have, or co-GM, I have a key to your office. I got real suspicious because you were fighting so hard to keep this match the way it is. So I went in your office and I looked around and found this. Booker pulled, T pulls out a piece of paper that shows that right after DiBiase paid off Seth and Ciampa, Vince received a $2 million, $2 million deposit from MDS Inc., you were paid off, weren't you, Vince? But that's not how we do business here in NSW. I should strip DiBiase and Miz of their title shot, but that's the easy way out. So instead, at WrestleMania, it will be Ciampa and Black versus Million Dollar Studios, which is Miz and DiBiase, versus Gable and Nakamura, versus Black and Lee in a fatal four-way tag team match for the NSW tag team titles. Gable smiles and turns around right into a Black mask by Black. Lee then choke slams Nakamura and stands over them. The lights go out and Black and Lee are gone. So to the actual match itself. So Miz and DiBiase come out first wearing black jackets and trunks with silver trim and gold dollar bills on them. Miz puts his hand up and from the sky comes $100 bills that fall from the sky. But upon closer inspection, they're fake $100 bills and they just have Miz and Ted's face on them. Um, out next is Black and Lee. They both come out wearing black robes with red trim and black pants. Um, the entrance ramp turns red as if it was a river of blood. Out next is Nakamura and Gable. Gable is wearing a white singlet and a red and blue bomber jacket. Nakamura is wearing red and black one-piece gear. Uh, out last are Champa or the champions, Champa and Seth. Champa comes out wearing a black and yellow duster. Uh, Seth comes out wearing a black and yellow bodysuit, um, like he's Bumblebee from Transformers. 
you know how Seth be be dressing. So the match starts with Seth and Lee in the ring, but Seth circles with uh, Seth circling. But as Lee gets closer, Seth tags in Gable and says, "Take care of my light work." Gable gets in the ring and goes at right after Lee, but gets hit with a big boot. Because um, it's so many people in this match didn't do bell the bell, but I'll give you the big spots. So, um, and they do have to tag in and out, but it does get chaotic. So, you know how that works. Wrestling matches like this get super chaotic and hard to track who's legal or not. So, Brody Lee um, hits a on half Nelson suplex on Gable. Miz tags himself in without Lee noticing. Um, Miz hits an awesome clothesline in the corner on Gable, then follows it up with a reality check, which is like the uh, DDT. Um, Seth hits a sling blade on Miz, followed by a pendulum backbreaker. Uh, Gable counters a Ted DiBiase fist drop with an alpha plex. Um, Nakamura hits a Death Valley driver on uh, Aleister Black. Black and Nakamura exchange leg kicks. Black gets the upper hand and hits a brain buster. Uh, Ciampa hits a Sicilian barrage on uh, DiBiase. DiBiase counters a running Gable with a power slam on the outside. Uh, Seth hits a Falcon Arrow followed with a pin, but Black hits a springboard moonsault to break up the pin. Excuse me. Black hits a Black Mass on Seth followed with a discus clothesline by Lee. The pin gets broken up at the very last second by Nakamura. Uh, Nakamura hits a spinning wheel kick on Ciampa. Uh, Ciampa locks in a bridging Fujiwara, Fujiwara armbar on Gable, who manages to transition into an ankle lock, uh, but gets hit with a running elbow from behind by uh, Ted DiBiase. Uh, Lee hits a Brody bomb on the steel steps on Nakamura. Ted and Miz hit a uh, a million-dollar finale, which is the million-dollar dream legs with the leg sweep. With um, that's Ted doing that part and Miz doing uh, Busaiku knee um, at the same time on Gable, who manages to kick out it too. Uh, Nakamura Irish whipping Lee, Seth, the Lee into the same corner and hitting a corner, um, throwing or hitting the corner and throwing body punches, then good vibrations on both men, which is like we puts their foot on their neck and does the like leg shake thing he does. Um, Black hits a black moon um stomp, which is like a moon stomp, like um coup de gras, coup de gras pretty much on Ted as Lee hits a, a truck stop slam, which is the spinning side slam on Miz. Uh Seth breaks up a pen attempt by Black on Ted with a frog splash out of nowhere. Um Miz hits a or hits it kicks which is the yes kicks, but he calls them it kicks on black Champa and Nakamura. But when he goes for the round house, they all duck under, uh, get up and they grab him. Champa uh, gut kicks him. That hits a German suplex on Miz. Who's then hit with a deadlift German by black followed by a, un- a double underhook power uh, pile driver by Nakamura. They each go for the pin. They, but they pull each time someone goes for the pin, they get pulled off by the other men in the ring. Um, so, at this point, the ref has lost all controls and there's bodies all over the arena. Um, in the ring at the moment is Gable and Ted. Uh, Gable goes for a chaos theory, uh, which is like the rolling German, but Ted is able to fight off, fight him off uh, with elbow shots to the side of the head. Ted then locks in the million dollar dream. Gable's fading, but refuses to tap. He's able to run up the ropes and flip and get a pin attempt on Ted. 
but Ted lets go of the hold and kicks out at two. Ted then goes after Ted again, but Ted low blows him, which is legal because it's a fatal four-way. So there's no DQ. Ted goes for a pin, but Chad kicks out at two. Uh, Ted gets up and tells the ref that was two, or that was three. Um, Chad manages to uh, get up during this while Ted is distracted. Um, he grabs Ted and hits Chaos Theory for the one, two. But at the very last second, Seth pulls the ref out. Uh, Gable goes to go after Seth and uh, grabs him by the hair, but Seth hits him with a pair of brass knuckles. Uh, Gable stumbles backward as Champa slides into the ring and hits Gable with a fairy tale ending for the one, two, three. Um, after the match, Seth and Champa celebrate um, with the titles licking their wounds. It's the match. Uh, your turn. I thought that was okay. I think everything about it was okay. Like, nothing amazed me. Nothing offended me. <laughs> I, I thought it was really okay. Some kind of thinking of stuff that was really above average and kind of calculated. Um... I'm gonna roll. I gotta go with a three point five for that. Like yeah. I said, everything I thought was pretty average. A little, well, I'd say a little bit above average. You have a lot of above average talent in the match, um, but nothing like amazed me. But nothing offended me. Three point five. So I'm gonna leave it. Okay. Kenny. Um, I'm I'm feeling the same way actually. It was kind of a, in my opinion, it was kind of a mid match. So I gave it a three point two five, for for, yeah, it was nothing nothing to you guys didn't have any blatant violations that I had to really point out. It was just like it was just a man you break the laws of book it <laughs> <laughs> that are that are completely inconsistent, and unclear. Right. Yeah, it was, it was nothing that I was like, man, look, I got to dock him for this. It was just like it was just like okay, yeah, I yeah, just based it, based on the match. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we move on. So I'm doing this one too, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's Roman versus Rock for the Intercontinental title. So we're gonna get to the build. So the Dynasty after Blood and Guts, the family, which is Roman, Rock, Umaga, and Rikishi, uh, come out to the ring. The ring is set up with decorations, a red carpet, a table with drinks and a cake. Uh, Roman has the mic. Roman looks at the Rock, Rocky. I'm very proud of you. You won a championship for the family, and we are grateful. We are throwing this party in your honor. I want everyone to grab a drink so we can toast you. Roman passes drinks out to the family. Roman raises his glass, and um, so does everyone else, to the most electrifying man in sports entertainment, the man who has proven he is at the top of his game and deserves to be a champion. Roman looks at The Rock and tips his glass as everyone else does, and The Rock goes to take a sip, and as he does, Roman punches The Rock. Roman takes Rock down and then gets up and tells Rikishi and Umaga to pick up The Rock by his arms, and Roman picks up the mic. That title, though, should be mine. I am the leader of the family. I call the shots. Acknowledge me. Roman then powers up and does a Superman uh, punch, um, Umaga and Rikishi keep uh, a hold of Rock as Roman spears um, 
the rock and then and they or he spears him uh roman picks the rock up onto his shoulder and then hits a samoan drop uh through um a he has uh umaga and uh rikishi grab a table and he samoan drops him through the table he points and says that that is for your own good the family leaves roman lifeless in the ring um, so the next week on Dynam or on Dynasty, um, the Rock is seen coming to the building alone. He walks through the arena to the locker room, but is stopped by Roman and the family. Roman looks to the Rock and puts his hand on the shoulder. Rock looks at Roman's arm and then up to Roman. Uh, relax, Isn't the Rock cousin. taller than Roman. I don't mean like he looks at his shoulder and then looks back at ah, Roman. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know who's taller, to be honest. Um, relax, cousin. We're all family here. Roman smirks. Besides, what happened last week was just tough love, and I'm sure you've learned your lesson. Rock looks again to Rock to Roman's hands, or uh, Roman's hand, and moves it from his shoulder. Look here, cousin. The Rock doesn't need Roman, or doesn't need you. Look here, cuz. <laughs> the rock doesn't need you the rock doesn't need the family besides the rock is the only one of you jabronis to actually win a championship so as far as the rock is concerned cousin the rock is the real tribal chief the real head of the table now get out of the rock's way before i whoop that candy ass back to samoa um umaga you been to samoa <laughs> That motherfucker was probably born in Florida and raised there. <laughs> he's, I'm sure he's been to Samoa. He's Samoan. <laughs> Umaga and Rikishi look mad and get um and go to take a step closer, um surrounding the rock. But Roman puts his his arms up, stopping them. Uh, Roman looks to the, him and says, "Fine, if you want it like that, it's like that." And the rock smirks and walks past them. Later that night, The Rock is having a non-title match against William Regal. Uh, Roman comes to the ring without music. He walks down, staring at The Rock and smirking. The Rock is able to look at Roman come to the ring while he has Regal and a sharpshooter. But as he sees Roman get closer to the ring, he lets go. Roman is on the... Uh, I don't know where you are. He's on the ground. Or he, uh, Roman goes... Regal is on the ground while Rock gets up and stares at Roman. Rock goes around the ring and sits next to Tony Schiavone at the or the commentary table. Uh, Roman or Rock goes back to Regal while Roman talks on commentary and talks about how the Rock is weak and he doesn't deserve the title. The Rock wins the match, and he as he gets off of Regal, Roman rushes the ring and starts to stomp the Rock. The Rock takes a few stomps, um, and as Roman turns around and gloats to the crowd, Rock gets up and gives uh, Roman a right hand and then a rock bottom. Roman is hurt and rolls out of the ring. He starts to curse at Roman or at Rock while heading up the ramp. Rock is pumped up and is yelling back and then go, uh, going on the turnbuckle and raises the title over up in the air. Um, the next week on Dynasty, Roman is seen backstage telling Umaga and Rikishi that he appreciates them, but he needs to go up, go. Out. He needs to go out there and do it himself. Later that night, The Rock is in the ring waiting for his opponent to come out, but instead Roman comes out with a microphone. Roman comes into the ring 
and Rock looks like looks like he's ready to pounce and stays on his toes. Roman puts his hand up, telling Rock he doesn't want to fight. I know you expected someone else uh, to come out here to talk to you. I know that we've had our differences the last few weeks, but I'm here to tell you the family needs you. Roman gets close to the rock. We are in this together. Uh, Roman puts his hand once again on the shoulder of the rock. The rock pushes Roman's hand off of him and pushes Roman. Roman stumbles back um, and laughs. You shouldn't have done that. Uh, Roman says as Umaga and Rikishi appear from behind, um, it's, they run through the crowd and they attack Rock from behind. All three of them stomp the Rock. Uh, the Rock fights back, but is overcome by his former stablemates. Roman picks up the Rock and puts his arm around his chest and does a Rock bottom to the Rock. All of them get one more shot in and they roll out of the ring and head up the ramp. Um, we go to the final week before WrestleMania is finally here. Roman is having a match on Dynasty. Uh, Roman wins and is celebrating when the Rock's music hits. And Rock runs to the ring, catching Roman off guard, and the two start to throw um, punches. They brawl, but the Rock is able to get the better of Roman and gives him a rock bottom. Rock leaves the ring with a smile on his face, and Roman um, looking at the ceiling. At the ceiling, as the Rock walks through the or goes through the crowd, Umaga and Rikishi uh, run uh, run to the ring um, to check on Roman. Um, so to get to the match itself, so uh, a group of Samoan dancers come out and perform a haka dance. Uh, Roman enters wearing black pants, no shirt, and a red lei. Uh, Umaga and Rikishi initially come out with him, but he signals for them to go to the back. Um, out next is The Rock wearing black trunks with a Brahma bull logo on them. Um, after the bell rings, The Rock goes right after Roman with a series of punches and kicks that drop, drop Roman. As Rock goes to grab him, Roman rolls out of the ring for a breather and tells the crowd to shut the hell up. The Rock <laughs> slides out of the ring to go after him, and he lands a few punches, but the run Roman knees him in the gut, then Irish whips him into the steps. Roman breaks up the count, then goes back after Roman with a series of punches as Rock is sitting against the steps. Um, so I'm, it's not going to be about the bell. Um, other spots include Roman positioning Rock to where his head is dangling over the apron and he hits a drive-by kick. Um, the Rock countering a Superman punch with a float over DDT. Uh, Roman hitting an avalanche Samoan drop. Uh, Roman and The Rock end up on the op outside again, and The Rock hits a spine buster through the announce table, the Spanish announce table. Um, after which, The Rock drags Roman's body into the ring, but he kicks out at two. Um, the Rock hits a spot, uh, Samoan drop and sets him up for the Rock bottom, but Roman uh, elbows the Rock in the side of the head and hits a sit-out crucifix bomb, but the Rock gets his shoulder up at one, or gets his shoulder up. Um, the Rock, Roman hits a moment of silence, which is a back suplex side slam, uh, which used to be like used to be his finisher when he was in like NXT, but Rock kicks out at two. Um, at one point, Roman hits a leaping clothesline and has The Rock in the middle of the ring and mockingly hits a people's elbow, but The Rock kicks out at two. The Rock gets the momentum, momentum when he sidesteps a spear. Um, the Rock then hits a snap overhead belly to belly suplex. He locks in the sharpshooter, but Roman manages to make it to the bottom rope. The Rock picks up Roman by the head, but Roman pushes him back against the ropes and hits a Superman punch. 
Roman then sets him up in the corner and hits a spear in the pin, but Roman kicks out at two. Roman corners the ref, yelling and berating him. Roman turns his attention back to The Rock and lifts him up and smacks him in the face and starts yelling at him and he's the, that he's the head of the family now and he's going to send The Rock back to Hollywood and out of his industry. He then smacks The Rock again, but you see The Rock get angry and he catches Roman's hand as he goes for another smack. The Rock pulls Roman in for a flow, uh, flowing snap DDT followed by a kip, kip up. The Rock goes for and hits a, a people's elbow but Roman kicks up, kicks out at two. Uh, the Rock picks up Roman, but Roman is about is able to counter. Um, and Irish weapon hit a score, uh, scoop power slam. Roman again sets up for a spear, but again Rock is able to sidestep. But as but this time, uh, Roman accidentally hits the ref or spears the ref. The ref is is out. As Roman goes back toward him. Um, the Rock grabs him and hits a rock bottom and goes for the pin, but the ref is down and the refs, the fans count one, two, three. Um, the Rock gets up and he calls for another ref to come out, but instead Rikishi, Rikishi and Umaga come out. Um, the Rock rolls out of the ring and grabs a chair and manages to fight them off the apron, but as he turn, turns around, he gets hit with a spear by Roman that sends the chair flying. Rikishi manages to get the referee up and awake. Roll throws him into or gets him to count the pin. Um, one, two, three. The winner and the new NSW Intercontinental Champion is Roman Reigns. After the match, Roman orders Umaga to finish him. Umaga picks up the rock and hits a repeated Samoan spice, leaving the rock motionless. The family stands over. Um, the Rock's body as Roman holds the title above his head. Can you? Sorry, can you repeat that last part? Yeah. Uh, which the Umaga part? Yeah. Okay. So after the match, Roman orders Umaga to finish him. Umaga picks up the Rock and repeatedly hits him with Samoan spikes, leaving the Rock like out motionless. Um, and then the family stands over his body as Roman holds the title over his head. Hmm. Okay. So. All right. So, who's all in the family? One more time. Roman, uh, Roman, Rock. Umaga, and Rikishi. At this point. At this point, the Rock was, but he's out now. Okay. And Roman Reigns never held a title before this point. He's not held the Intercontinental title. Um, I would say maybe years ago he had like a title run, but he hasn't had one in a while. Okay. Okay. All right. So I am going with a 3.75 for this match. Okay. Um, Again, I... nothing, nothing heinous y'all did. It was just kind of. I, I didn't expect that ending though. I thought you were going to have the Rock win it, but so that did catch me for a loop. The fact that y'all had Roman Reigns win that. I don't. I don't hate it. I don't love it though. I I, I seem to be hearing that a lot from John. <laughs> so let me. This one I have a little bit more notes for though. I will say that this one. Um, 
I just feel like it's a weak payoff for this faction, if that makes sense. Uh, I know the drama's been brewing between Rock and Roman. I, I, I just feel like it's a little weak of a payoff, in my opinion. Just, you know, that's it. Hmm. And I don't feel like the wrestling would be superb in this match. Let, 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 no. Let's be honest. The wrestling's not going to be superb. Roman's uh, going to carry the ride. I, I was going to say, Roman Reigns would carry him. I was about to say that, too. Yeah, I mean, we and, wrote it out, so. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> but, like, and then we have the fact that, like, I, I think Roman's pretty, like, maybe upper mid, but mid in the ring, and then that's carrying the rock, who's not that great. Um, so I don't think the match is going to be awesome. And I just felt like the factions that you guys had could have been doing bigger things than playing gimme gimme with the Intercontinental title. Um, one faction is. One the faction other is. One the other is one hasn't been in any Intercontinental title matches at all. Whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, They've you're, been teetering in the... The World the Heavyweight Championship yeah. and the tag team titles. And yeah, like, are kind of in the mud, it feels like. <laughs> uh, and clearly the heyday for these factions has already passed. Yeah, but and it wasn't now, that big to begin with. Like, we were writing the downfall of these factions. Yeah, yeah. Not the glory days. But now Roman's the champion, and he got rid of the Rock. But the family's still there. Now. Like, they're the still, family's family. still They're still a faction. It's yeah. just the Rock is out. Yeah, it just doesn't feel like these factions ever really got that relevant. That's uh, because we started again towards the end of the factions. So were they <laughs> were they world champions during the faction at any point? I I mean I would think that we had Roman as a champion once. I didn't we didn't go back and write a whole backstory. So if you want I me understand. to tell you, yes. I thought these were relatively <laughs> new factions because no, they've been a, they've, they've been, been around. around. Yeah, they they've probably been around for didn't the last the Undertaker year, so. one form during your first show. No, they were already around. No, they've been, they they were revealed. Uh, like they yeah, we revealed who was in it. We revealed it to you more than anything. Then you know, got it. That makes sense. Uh, I'm going to give this a 3. I I thought it was just definition of mid. Yeah. MJF would say mama ma, mid. We'll take it. It's not a one. We haven't gotten a one, so. <laughs> yeah, but we haven't gotten a five either, so. All right, it's coming up. The the Undertaker versus the Fiend. This is the main event. No, no. This okay. would be the you think main event. There's no. Did I say World Heavyweight Championship? No. Um, Y'all learn from your I learned. I was about to say. Well, I was no, like, I'm learned. You cooked me for. <laughs> yeah. This is I'll, not for the. This is not for the number one contender. Um, <laughs> the Undertaker the most, versus the Fiend. most prestige prize in pro wrestling. Number one, number one. The night after Blood and Guts, Taker comes out to the ring. The only one with him is Paul Bearer. He's wearing a black robe with a pur with purple trim. He gets to the ring, and when the lights go back up, Taker stands there with his hood up and slowly raises the mic to his mouth. Taker finally speaks and says, "Bray Wyatt." Then stops. Taker pulls his hood down and then looks directly into the camera, raising his head slowly. I'm coming for. Then raises his finger. I'm coming. To you. <laughs> Taker rolls his eyes and drops the mic. The lights go out and the stage 
uh, entrance lights up. Two men stand there as the lights start to flicker. Then the lights stop and they turn back on, but it's red this time. Uh, in the middle of what appears to be Alistair Black and Brody Lee stands the fiend. The lights go out and when they appear, they're gone. When you see Taker, uh, then you see Taker staring at, uh, at the ramp with anger on his face. The next week on Dynasty, we get a video. The first thing we see is Taker's logo on a casket. The camera pulls out to reveal Black and Lee. Then the uh, the fiend walks into the frame and puts his hand onto the casket. He runs his hand over the engraved logo. I was once told about a snake king as rat friends. See, the snake who he knew he had power. He would stick his tongue out and flash his fangs, and the rats around him, all the rats around him, did his bidding. They held him high in regards because they knew the snake king would lead them to glory. One day. The snake told the rats that he could never be taken down, for he was the snake king. He had sharp fangs, and rats would to do his bidding. That day, the mongooses came and attacked the snake and the rats. The rats fought, but the snake ran for cover. The fight was over, and the rats barely made it out alive. Their snake king was found hiding behind a rock. He said that he could have taken out all of those mongooses, if he had to, and if the rats were lucky to have, and the rats were lucky to have him around. During the next attack, the rats were nowhere to be found. When the snake ran away to get to safety, he was greeted by his rat friends. That night, they tore him apart into hundred little pieces and le left his corpse to rot, feeding on his entrails. Uh, Fiend then turns to the camera and looks at it. See, Taker, the rats are coming for you like the snake you are. Run! And the screen turns off suddenly. Later that night, Black and Lee are having a match. And while Black is going for his finishing kick, a bell toll sounds throughout the arena, distracting Black, and he gets hit by his opponent and nearly pinned. Black is able to regain uh, himself and win the match. After the ma match, Lee joins Black in the ring, and the lights go out. Taker is now in the ring with his hands around both Black and Brody's neck. He squeezes and they start to go down. They both grab and uh, gasp for air as Taker then throws them across the ring. Taker then screams, Come out and face me like a man. He then goes to Lee and grabs uh, him by the hair. Taker then throws Lee out of the ring. Black runs toward Taker and Taker big boots Black, knocking him down. The ring lights go red and flash as the Fiend appears in the ring. The Fiend and Taker get face to face. Taker then grabs Fiend by the throat and squeezes. You can see the hate in the eyes of the Undertaker. Lee and Black then get back to their feet and lunge at Taker. As they do, the lights go out and Taker is now gone with the trio standing there. Uh, in a, um, the final week before Mania uh, and the final week before Mania, on the screen, Taker is wearing a hood. He pulls the hood down. Bray, Brody, Black. Oh, Bray, Brody, Black. You are all some of my most promising Bray, disciples. Brody, bitch. <laughs> you, were, you were fed from the tree of knowledge. But for the tree to grow, I have to discard the rotten apples. Bray, you spoiled and turned rotten. 
I will bury the monster I created when I lower you six feet under. You will rest in piss. You'll rest in piss. <laughs> uh, Undertaker rolls his eyes. The R. Well, Kelly death match coming up. <laughs> Undertaker rolls his eyes and the camera. You wanted stipulations. Right, uh, right rolls his down. eyes and and the camera pulls away. And Taker raises his arms as we see uh, behind him a tree. A tree like lights on fire, um, and it goes to commercial. Uh, before all right, so the match before either man comes out, a group of druids brings out the casket. Fiend comes out first. Bray comes out. Um, oh, wait. Yeah, Fiend comes out first. He comes out with uh, Coat Orange playing his entrance theme live. Bray is wearing his leather jacket with red and black pants. He is carrying a lantern that resembles Undertaker's head. Bray goes up to the casket and touches it menacingly, then slides into the ring and awaits the Undertaker. We hear a bell toll, and out comes the Undertaker being carried to the ring by a group of druids wearing a fiend mask on a throne that appears to be made of bones in the shape of his uh, symbol. He's wearing a black robe with purple trim and a crown of thorns. Taker gets off the throne, looks at the casket, sneers, then gets on the apron and does his signature entrance as he takes off the crown. The second Taker enters the ring, Bray comes after him and lays him in, uh, lays into him with punches in the corner. The ref manages to momentarily get between the two and rings the bell to start the match. But when Bray goes back to Taker, Taker rakes Bray's eyes and throws him into the corner and throws a combination of pu punches, momentarily uh, setting Bray down in the corner. Uh, Taker backs away momentarily. Hmm. <sighs> And Bray immediately pulls himself back up and appears unfazed by the previous barrage of punches. Some spot I'm not going to go bell to bell. So some spots include Undertaker removing the turnbuckle and hitting old school on Bray, followed by the big boot. Uh, Fiend ducking under the big boot, gut kicking him and hitting a stunner. Fiend sitting, uh, Fiend hitting repeated headbutts on Taker and busting him open. Uh, Fiend Irish whip. Whips Kane and ducks his head. Taker is what he meant. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Fiend Irish whips Taker. I don't know where I got Kane from. And ducks his head and Taker counters it into a DDT. Taker locking in a Hell's Gate and Bray countering with a powerbomb through an open chair. Bray hitting a Uranagi on the casket uh, on Taker. Taker flying over the top rope uh, and casket with a suicide dive. Bray hitting a tombstone pile driver. Uh, Taker hitting Sister Abigail on Bray on the exposed concrete on the arena floor. T Taker hits an apron leg drop and sends Bray into the casket. But Bray, but Bray manages to keep Taker from closing it. Bray and Taker exchange blows, then both bounce off the ropes and hit the clothesline at the same time. Both men are down. Suddenly, at the same time, both men sit up and stare at each other. Then they throw hard shots as they work their way to their feet. Bray hits a running crossbody that sends Taker through the barricade. Bray hitting uh, a running senton through the Spanish announce table. Taker hitting a last ride into time into the timekeeper's arena. 
And the finish comes when Taker counters a Yurinagi attempt in the ring with a running, swinging neckbreaker. Taker grabs a chair from under the ring that is wrapped in barbed wire and begins to wail on the fiend. Taker tells the ref to open the casket, but Bray manages to push. Oh, Jesus, fuck. To push Taker away for a moment. Taker then hits a running big boot and sets up for a choke slam. Taker hits it, but Bray is still moving. Taker signals he's going to end it, but Bray goes under the ring and grabs a bag of tacks and lays them out. Taker positions for a tombstone when suddenly the lights go out, and in the ring stand Brody and Lee, uh, sorry, Brody Lee and Alistair Black. Black and Lee attack the Undertaker. Taker manages to fight them off momentarily, but Bray comes out of nowhere and hits a running crossbody onto the tacks. Taker is, uh, why'd you have to write this word? Writhing. Writhing in pain. Uh, Fiend picks him up and sends him towards Black, who hits a black mass, followed by a discus clothesline by Lee. Bray then picks up Taker as Black and Brody stand behind him. Uh, kiss Taker's head. Kiss Taker's head and hits Sister Abigail. Bray then grabs Taker and drags his body and pushes it into the casket and closes the closes the door. The winner is the fiend Bray Wyatt. The fiend goes to his knees with Brody and Black behind him as the druids carry Taker away. The lights go out again and then all that's left is Taker's crown engulfed in flames in the middle of the ring. One edit because I know so, like probably Travis will catch it. It's not through the Spanish announce table because that one's already broken. It's just through a normal table. Oh, I was gonna say they just brought on a new one because it's mania. <laughs> <laughs> it's just through a normal. They're not table. gonna make them sit through mania without a, t- a table. They got. They money. have and they will. <laughs> they have and they will. Well, not yeah. at NSW. They won't. <laughs> we treat our this Spanish announcers nice. like we the make them go through the break announcers. twice. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I thought the match was good. I thought the build, honestly, was kind of corny, but it was corny in a funny way. Like some some of them promos, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out Mike. That whole rat and snake story was all Mike. He made that whole thing up. So, uh, but that's definitely a that's definitely a Bray Wyatt story. Like, where he just talks about a random fucking fairy tale. Kenny, are you are you closer to a number than I am? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was bad. So if y'all think, think I'm coming at y'all crazy. That usually sounds like a, a one, <laughs> Kenny. Like No, voice. no. <laughs> yeah. 1.5. <laughs> no, I, I like the – I actually like the promos. I think y'all did a great job on the match. The only thing I guess I want to say that took it out of took that's the word I'm looking for took me out of it. I just want to say took me out of it for a split second when you were going through your little story with the rats and everything. It did sound spooky, <laughs> but the word mongoose, mongoose, yes. Not, as as so, I was writing it, I'm like, that does not sound right. But there's another word, and it's not mongoose. So I just want mongooses. No, I'm not even saying. That. I'm just just the if word, mongoose, the word mongoose. Yeah, just the word mongoose uh, in general is like if somebody tells me a scary story, that was mongoose. Points, I'm like, what? Geese are scary. Mongoose, they they are predators of 
I know it's just a word. Like, so I had I went with a predator. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be for a split second. But I think I really didn't have any negatives. Negatives. Sorry, I'm eating some Starburst. Same time I'm talking. I didn't really have any negatives for 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 that match. Um. Yeah, I I I gave it a five. Like I said, if hey! I had to, yeah, if I had Good to take job, anything man. away, it was the mongoose. I was said a different animal. But other than that, I'm not gonna sit there and ding <laughs> you Look, over man. the word mongoose. So I'm not gonna ding <laughs> you for that. But but yeah, I thought they all did a good job on that one. Especially yeah. the fact, yeah, especially the fact you had Bray Wyatt win. I always thought Bray Wyatt. I thought the Fiend was better than the Undertaker. I will say, uh, and it's like it's like but, an amalgamation of Bray's character because like he talks. He, like Fiend itself doesn't talk, but yeah, this version does. He just kind of laughs. Yeah, our version of then. it, our version of Fiend talks. Yeah, he's like a combination of all of Bray. Yeah, cause I, I was uh, expecting y'all to, I was expecting y'all to fuck it up. I was, yeah, I was like, I was like, this, I was like, this is a, no, not even that. I just, I was expecting something crazy, like wild to happen that's gonna take me all the way out of it. I'm like, ah, but y'all did a good job on Taker versus Fiend. Y'all did it perfectly. That. I liked the promos a little less. I gotta say, um, what's wrong with the promos? Like, what was what 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 didn't you like about the promo? I wrote a whole uh, fucking fairy tale about rats, mongooses, and fucking snakes. <laughs> he did. He I really know, did. It, you know how like I wrote all that shit with, about like religious <laughs> war with war. See, you 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 <laughs> you. I didn't realize that tried to spite. I realize that John's an egomaniac. Right. He's just like, well, you know, you <laughs> he makes did. everything about himself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't get salty now. Don't keep digging. <laughs> no, no. I'm not spiting you for that. I'm just saying, like, sometimes you write something and it's got it's well thought out, but it just don't hit right. That's kind of how the promos were for me. It's pretty- but the Bray's part wasn't as bad as Undertaker's parts. Undertaker's parts were pure corn. Undertaker was what Undertaker would say. Like, what? You, <laughs> to be honest, Undertaker promos are kind of corn. Undertaker. Doesn't doesn't Undertaker's say always much. cringy. He's yeah, always yeah, but you, you got, you made it. You somehow made it worse. <laughs> you made it worse. Uh, so I'm not gonna kill you for that, though. I'm gonna give you a four still. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. it. I thought it was gonna be worse. So, all right, main event. Go for it. it. Main event time. So it is going to be title versus title to crown the undisputed NSW World Heavyweight Champion. So um, as we know, Triple H came back at Blood and Guts. Oh, so, it's, you know, did you want to read the stipulate the? I don't think you um, said. I'm. It's in the build. So okay, that's fine. If I remember correctly, if it's not, I'll just say it during the match. Um, so Triple H comes out. Um, the week after Blood and Guts, and cuts his first promo since his return. Taz, I uh, want yeah. you to know we're not doing that. What uh, you uh, <laughs> uh, no. All right, go ahead. The whole time. We're not doing that. <laughs> Taz, this I want you to end. know what I did to you at the end of Blood and Guts wasn't personal. It wasn't because I hated you because of some personal reason. It's because I hate what you represent. I never lost my title. I never was pinned. You didn't submit me. No, Taz, you are a paper champion. You won the title when I was suspended by that washed up fool, dancing fool Booker T. 
But while I was suspended, but why was I suspended, Taz? Because I wanted the perks, the privileges that that come with being a champion. No, not being a champion, being the champion. So they suspend me. Then you win the title, right, Taz? Hell in the cell. You beat five other men. Impressive. And then you beat Edge and Taker. While I was at home waiting for my team of lawyers to get my suspension lifted. I was more annoyed by, I was annoyed. I could live with that and bide my time. But I then had to sit and watch you and Moxley try and desecrate my world title with a damn death match. That's what NSW has come to. This isn't some bingo hall bullshit much. Oh, wow. <laughs> I no placed the call to Vince and he and my lawyers got together and found out that Booker T is as dumb as he looks. That idiot left so many loops loopholes in my suspension paperwork. Then I waited, Taz. I waited till you and Moxley finished killing yourselves for a title that doesn't matter. And I took my chance to show that there's only one true champion in NSW. And that's the measuring stick. The game. Triple H. We got the game. Uh... I hate you all. Vince <laughs> it says that he's glad that Triple H is back and he's right. He should have never been suspended in the first place, but Booker T abused his power. But now that Triple H is back and since he is... He was never pinned or submitted. He is still the world, world champion. So that he is going to do the right thing and strip Taz of the interim world title to a rain of boos by the fans. Later in the show, Vince tells Taz to come out to the ring and to hand his title to Triple H, who's in the ring. Uh, Hold on one second. Uh, because he doesn't need it anymore. Because you won't need it anymore, Taz. Uh, Taz comes out and says he earned this title. He has, excuse me, he has no plans on giving it up. Um, but then Booker T comes out and says, not so fast. Triple H is back and he is right. He was never pinned or submitted. But Taz has defended the title against all comers. And since we have Two world champions. There's only one way to settle this. At WrestleMania, it will be title versus title. Triple H versus Taz. Ta Triple H gets in Taz's face, and the two have a stare down to end the episode. Uh, the following week on Dynasty, Taz cuts the promo saying, even though he's still licking his wounds from his war with Moxley, he's ready to become the undisputed champion at WrestleMania. He's faced and beaten the best of the best in NSW, except for one man, Triple H. Triple H, you're right that you didn't lose the title in the ring, but that's going to change that mania when I put you in the Taz mission, and you have to make a choice. You can either tap out or get choked out. At the end of the show, as Taz is going to his car and leaving the arena, um... Lost my spot. Uh, Triple H blindsides him and attacks him by his car. Triple H mounts him and lands closed fist punches that hits a pedigree on the concrete, leaving uh, Taz laid out. 
Triple H holds both titles as the show closes. The following week, Taz comes out to the ring and says that he doesn't want to wait till Mania anymore. Triple H, get your ass out here right now. Triple H comes out and walks towards the ring and gets on the apron, but then backs out and says, nah, nah, on my time. Triple H is in um, his locker room when Booker T comes in and tells him he needs to inform him and in order to make sure there's no dispute after WrestleMania on who the true champion is, the match at WrestleMania will be no disqualification and no count out. Um, as Triple H is leaving the arena, Taz is sitting on Triple H's car and Taz goes right after him. Taz locks in the Taz mission, and Triple H begins tapping as security pulls Taz off of him. Triple H gets in his car and drives off as security holds Taz back. The final week before WrestleMania, it's announced that both Taz and Triple H have been warned that if either man attacks the other, um, they will lose their shot. Uh, they will lose their shot at the title at Mania and be replaced. Uh, the two men have an interview with McAfee, who's mediating. Uh, Triple H, kind of like how Austin and Rock did that, that one pay-per-view, or Mania. So, um, Triple H talks about being the real champion and how the death match, Taz lowered the value of his title. And as a student of the game, he can't allow that. Taz says that Triple H was a dominant champion, having held the title for over a year. But he let his ego get in the way, and he's counting on him to do that again when they step in the ring at WrestleMania. And just like last week, Mania will end with Triple H in the Taz mission tapping out. Triple H says that at WrestleMania, Triple, that he is going to prove that he is the king of kings, the champion of champions, and that Taz was nothing more than a placeholder. Taz mentions how Triple H, since their days in, Wrestle, or in WWF, has tried to keep men like him down because his ego is so fragile, he can't stand the possibility that someone could be better than him. The two men then have a stare-off as Pat stands between the two men and the two trash-talk each other. Um, so, to the match itself, Triple H comes out first. Um, we see a group of bikers revving their engines. Then the camera zooms in on Triple H, who's um, wearing a studded biker jacket with a Ghost Rider-inspired mask on the um, on a black and chrome motorcycle. Um, he's wearing black trunks. Uh, Triple H drives his way into the arena as Motorhead sings um, the game live in the arena. Yes, you brought Lemmy back from the dead. What? We we brought Lemmy back from the dead. Yeah. Uh, Triple H gets into the ring and hands his version of the title to the ref. Taz is out next and comes out wearing a black towel over his head and a black singlet with red trim while his music plays. Pat mentions how Taz's entrance wasn't as elaborate as Triple H, but it just feels intense, like a prime Mike Tyson coming to the ring. Um, Howard Finkel announces both men in the ref rings the bell. The two men circle each other and feel each other out. Taz manages the back Triple H into back into the corner and breaks the hold, even though he doesn't have to. Because remember, it's no DQ. Um, he steps back and tells him to get back into the middle of the ring. Triple H does, and he manages this time to force Taz into the opposite corner. But he fakes like he's gonna do the same thing, like back out and let Taz out of the corner. But he doesn't, and he delivers a hard elbow to the side of the head. He then delivers several closed fist punches to the head, followed by stomps. 
Triple H picks Taz up and hits a big clothesline and goes for the pin. Taz kicks out. Triple H Irish whips Taz, who ducks under and goes for the Taz mission. But Triple H slips out and goes to the outside. Taz goes right after him on the outside, but Triple H sees this and Irish whips him into the steel steps shoulder first. Uh, Triple H then begins to work on the arm with Taz to try and keep him from being able to lock in the submission. Triple H smashes Taz's arm against the steps. He puts his arm between the ring post and the steps, then kicks and kicks the steps, and you can hear Taz writhing in pain. Uh, Triple H mounts Taz and delivers hard punches and elbows. Triple H then picks up Taz and locks in an abdominal stretch on Taz, who manages to get out of it and hits a hip toss. Triple H comes out, comes after him, but Taz uses his momentum to hit a capture suplex. Taz's arm is clearly hurting; he's favoring it. He gets. Triple H up, but Triple H drives him back first into the apron and then hits an arm wrench takedown. Triple H gets up and clears off the um the normal, the English announce table, I guess we'll call it. Um Triple H drags Taz, throws him on the table, and then hits hard fist. Triple H then gets on the table as tries Taz tries to get up. Triple H uh crop chops and then gets um and then goes for the pedigree. But Taz manages to escape and hits a belly-to-belly suplex through the table. Taz manages to crawl his way up and drags Triple H into the ring and goes for the pin. But Triple H kicks kicks out. Taz gets up and tries to lock in a red hook ringer, which is the bow and arrow. But due to his arm, can't quite lock it in. Triple H manages to escape and rakes Taz's eyes, followed by a uh, crop or chop block and a float over DDT. Uh, Taz kicks out at two. Triple H then goes back to working on the arm and hits a running knee drop on onto the arm. He follows it up with an Irish whip into a spine buster. Triple H en- signals that it's time to end it and goes for the pedigree, but Taz fights him off momentarily till Triple H yanks on the injured right arm of Taz then locks in and hits a pedigree, um, but doesn't pin Taz right away. He... Uh, pins him after about 30 seconds for the one, two, kick out by Taz. Um, Triple H can't believe it. Um, Triple H goes for another pin, but Taz kicks out again. Triple H rolls out of the ring and grabs one of the titles and slides back into the ring. Triple H goes to hit Taz with the title, but Taz manages to duck under and hit a big forearm splash that knocks Triple H back down three time, three more times with hard elbows. Triple H is crawling to the ropes, and Taz gets on top, and he locks in the Taz mission, but Triple H is blocking it, so he hits him with a series, or tries to lock in the Taz mission, um, but Triple H blocks it, it, but Taz hits him with a series of cross-face punches. Taz waits for Triple H to get up to, or get up to lock it in properly, but Triple H hits a low blow, followed by a pedigree perfection, which is a cutter out of nowhere. Um, So... Triple H goes for the pin, but Taz barely gets the shoulder up. Uh, Triple H waits for Taz to get to his feet while yelling at the crowd, who is cheering for Taz to shut the hell up. Triple H Irish whips Taz and hits the jumping high knee, then a running neck breaker, followed by another pin attempt, but Taz kicks out. Triple H goes to the outside and goes under the ring and grabs the sledgehammer. Triple H almost hits the referee. Uh, I'm sorry, Triple H waits for Taz to get up and goes to hit him with it, but Taz sees it and ducks under. Triple H almost hits the referee, but manages to stop short. 
However, Taz takes advantage of this and locks in a standing Taz mission. Triple H does manage to fight it off, but can't um and falls to one tries to fight it off, but can't falls to one knee as he drops the sledgehammer. However, due to the damage to the arm, um he can't Taz can't quite lock it in right. Taz manages to throw Taz off of him immediately um who but then Taz immediately uh gut kicks Triple H and manages to hit a pedigree of his own. Taz goes for the pin, but Triple H kicks out at two. Uh, Taz grabs the sledgehammer and looks at it, but instead of using it to blast Triple H in the face, he uh, gets Taz. He gets Triple H up and puts the handle against his neck and locks in the Taz mission with it. Um, Triple H tries to fight him off and like is flailing and trying to like get out of it, but he can't. And Triple H is forced to tap. So the winner of the match and the undisputed NSW World Heavyweight Champion is Taz. The show ends with confetti as Taz celebrates holding both titles. Okay. <clears throat> so Taz has unified the titles. I'm trying to think what I'd give it number-wise. I thought the story was really good. Um, like Triple H's promos were really convincing on the spot. Taz did his job on the stick. The match was good. You gave me everything I wanted with this, and I can't think of anything that could reasonably detract. So I'm going to give you that ever-elusive five. Thank you. Okay. I'm going with I'm going with a five as well. I want to give Demona's props on this. By the way, he did this whole. This was his baby. Yeah, I can't think. Of, Thank you. I can't think of anything that was like that was really negative like that. Yeah, I'm sure you guys thought I was going to have Triple H win the title. I did. There was a part of me. Yeah, I thought you would too, and <laughs> and, and you would have lost points for that because uh, then there's just. There would have been no point in having building up Taz. Yeah, yeah, all of that would have been worthless. So, I, I'm glad you did that. Um, yeah, you really gave me everything we wanted out of the match, out of the feud. I think if it was a lesser pay per view, I would have had Triple H win it with a fuck finish to carry it on to a bigger show. Right, but it was WrestleMania. But it was WrestleMania. Had, yeah, I didn't want to do what they did to Booker T to Taz. Yeah. Did you guys have any heels win? <laughs> Uh yeah, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Okay, Miz I and Ibiasi. Okay. No. no, they lost. No, they, they lost. Win. But Seth and Seth and, Seth and Ciampa Ciampa are, are heels. heels. Uh, um, Adam Page is a heel. Hangman. Okay. Yeah. So, and yeah. I would say it's kind of split, like on faces and heels winning. Yeah. We had a good mix. We ended the show with the crowd being able to go home happy, and now we like the company's built around Taz. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I, I gave you a five for that one. Okay. Okay. I appreciate that. that thank you. So that yeah, was WrestleMania. Great. That was Mania. Travis wants to come in and ruin all this. Probably. I think we did really <laughs> well with Mania, but yeah, he probably will. Y'all been on to it for like two months, so y'all have y'all better. <laughs> it hasn't been two months, but it it's been three weeks, <laughs> four weeks, but five I, weeks. I'm glad y'all delivered on it. 
Thank you. Um, so that was Book It. We're running over a lot this, this episode. Next week, we finish up this Book It verse. With CBW. Um, What's your favorite? CBW. Illegal. Illegal. <laughs> it's barely legal. Um, barely legal. It's going to cross that line. <laughs> Keith and Travis, I know you're listening to this. Get your get your ratings in because if not, we get automatic fives. Or don't get them in. Hey, hey, I didn't get that. I didn't get that. Y'all can that. It would have been. Uh, you would have. Actually, if, actually, we decided that w- that's for next book at first. Uh, we'll yeah, still yeah. need you to get your shit in because right. these two can't be the only two to rate us. Right. And fans, if you want to tell us on Twitter that we're great, go ahead. If you don't think we're great, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Uh, speaking of, go to a- a- Apple Podcast and give us five star so people can find our show. That's that. So let's go ahead and do plugs. Fudge. Well, as we all know, our favorite, very nice, very evil wrestler, Dan Housen, broke his leg recently. So the only thing I'm plugging is to go leg. to that. Yeah. It's to go to his pro wrestling tees and buy some stuff because that man was really getting over and then he hurt himself. So I was, I was like that. Yeah, it's house. a broken leg. He'll be back in 16 weeks. I, yeah. I actually kind of like him. I've never actually seen him in the ring, but his character and him as a person seem cool. I watched him open um, the Seinfeld like house. Like, oh, yeah. All that shit. He, that did, was uh, he was the host of like one of the comedy shows on the Jericho Cruise that I went on. Did I mention I went on the Jericho Cruise? <laughs> um, Hey, did you know Britt Breaker was a dentist? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dan Housen hosted like a comedy special. From yeah, Alcatraz means pelican. Ryan Nemeth. Uh, <laughs> it was great. So, uh, all right, bad guy. Um, you can catch me on Bad Guy Spoken podcast and find me at Bad Guy Spoken wrong way, but <laughs> down there. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Down there, um, t- t- uh, catch me as bad guy spoken on every social media where I tweet bad things. Nice. <laughs> uh, I be TikToking and tweeting, so follow me on both at the money t13. So D A M O N E Y T, the number one, the number three. Follow me on both. You can find it's- me on Twitter, hi fi underscore Mike. You can find me on TikTok, hi fi Mike, no underscore there. Uh, you find all the shows on the T13 Media Network on our website at t13media.com. Um, buy a shirt. Our shop's there. But that's it. That's Book It. See ya. Bye. Uh, where's he at? <laughs>